everybody, welcome to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen and I am running on two hours of sleep right now. <laughs> and I am joined by Mr. Ultra Redvid and uh, Mr. Tubaware over here. You were Look, looking- I don't know what to tell you about my very fancy camera that I bought not long ago and I still haven't taken the time to actually learn how lighting and yeah. white balance works and all that sort of stuff. So cut me some slack, James. As mm, as an assistant captain of Evo, I demand respect. What about you, Tello? Uh, I think it's weird that you're wearing your Evo jersey from 1993. Uh, and that's pretty much all my, my... Oh, and you look like you're in a dungeon. Those are my thoughts to start the show. Dungeon? Yeah, he's very... It's like... I imagine this is what someone would look like in the men's room of a club. Like, that's the lighting going on with David right now. I have, I'm have. i sure I've looked a lot worse in the men's room at a club. In the <laughs> I mean, probably. I would, yeah, I hey, look, yeah, I look a lot better now, though. Thanks for coloring me up better. Yeah, I'm doing some color correction over here. Using my explity powers. Dang, to... did I say assistant captain and not alternate? Wow, I truly have gone out of hockey entirely, haven't I? <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, it, you, you used to hear both alternate and assistant, but um, I think it's technically alternate. Anyway, I don't even remember now. It's so long ago for me. Let's talk about these things today. Evo has been sold. We'll talk all about that. We're going to talk about the CPT returning and what's going on with that. We have an interview with Maureen, which I'm really looking forward to. That's super cool. We're going to be talking about her career in that you see playing, commentating, and so forth. We're going to be talking about this uh, newbie situation with a tournament that was run by Infiltration. We'll also talk about when it's okay to say GGs or BGs or anything like that. 5-5 five, five matchup. We're only going to do one because the show's pretty full. We got a little bit of other game news, including some new stuff maybe for the Riot Fighter. We have some community news to talk about. There's a few tournaments to recap and also to introduce for this coming weekend. And then we have a pretty full mailbag, actually today we got some beefy meaty questions in there well, we, we, questions or... we do have a ryan casmer of course question. we do yes of course we, we didn't do. do the uh mailbag last week so that's probably why but that is the big yeah. part of why for <sighs> sure and then we have another casmer question huh jeez oh, <laughs> you guys are already grimacing <laughs> good old ryan casmer all right let's all right my prediction is gonna be have something to do with uh, battle toads with one limb from each of the toads versus the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man merged with the Michelin Man. That's that's gonna be my guess at this point in time. So you're not that far off, but also I like your question better. So you're gonna be disappointed <laughs> when we get to run to Casper's question. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah. Let's start by talking about Evo. Yeah. Guess what? They sold it. Surprisingly. They did. They did. They did. They did. Um, no indication about how long this deal's been in the works. I, I mean, I don't know. But um, in any case, it was purchased by Sony Interactive Entertainment and RTS. RTS is owned by the sports marketing company Endeavor. They own other stuff like talent agencies, advertising agencies, Miss Universe, and also the UFC, <laughs> including a bunch of other stuff. Um, they did say that Tom and Tony Cannon are still going to be involved. Mm -hmm. Importantly, also, um, as I begin to turn yellow and green, <laughs> it's the same crew running the actual tournament. Yeah, so Mark I mean, Man's still involved. 
Tenno still doing production, all that sort of stuff has not changed. Markman also says that even though Sony now is a part owner of Evo, which might make you worry that it's going to be only PlayStation consoles, he says that it'll still be open to games on all platforms, despite Sony's ownership. Obviously, Evo was canceled last year due to the issues with Mr. Wizard, uh, but he's no longer involved. So, Later. we have this sale. I mean, what do you guys uh, think? obviously, Markman is talking a lot about this, so he's definitely still involved, which is, oops, yeah. hang on a second, which is cool. So, yeah, like you said, as long as the same people are involved running this event, um, you know, hopefully it'll uh, still maintain a lot of what it was before. Obviously, you know, the cannons are developing a fighting game that's probably going to be mostly on PC. So, you know, if it was uh, if if it was limited to not PC, we would they would even have issues with that. Uh, I think they already announced that Tekken was going to be played on the PC version or something yeah. like that. And so yeah, we'll we'll talk about Evo 2021 shortly. Yeah. yeah so it sounds like uh, it's hopefully it's not going to be a huge change. Um, obviously, those are the big concerns. Uh, as soon as the news came out, is like, what's going to happen with, you know, games that are not on the PlayStation? Can we even play Smash Brothers, etc., etc.? But it sounds like it's not supposed, not theoretically changing so much. But before I get into more of it, I'll go ahead and let uh, Brandon. Like, what are your thoughts on this so far? Well, I think it's, I think it's funny that you mentioned Smash, James, because like <laughs> just playing right when. Right uh, Evo announced that they were sold to, or Sony announced, whoever made the announcement, Nintendo was, like, right there to say, well, good luck, guys, basically, and, you know, a few more words than that, so I don't <laughs> I expect their... to see Nintendo games there ever again. I got their statement. Statement from Nintendo was... Oh, this article has changed since I... This article's changed. Wow, that's weird. Okay, I had a, I had a whole article that I was about to cite, <laughs> and then I went to the actual article, and guess what? It's completely redone um bummer well wow. keep in mind peter 0611 uh the last evo that was offline they did pay all their volunteers they paid all the judges and they paid yeah, they, uh yeah they paid out uh, a bunch of people there so that was not happening and they've been paying most people uh for a long time it was really mostly the judges that were not uh getting any sort of uh yeah. money but they did the last time so yeah. I want to I want to say thanks to Combo Breaker for that cuz that was the first tournament to pay all their bracket volunteers. Yeah. I think yeah. that may have put pressure on others to do it. But that's a whole different discussion. For sure. Um All right, here here's the Nintendo statement. Okay, you got it. Cool. Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans at past Evo tournaments and wish the show organizers the best with their new venture. We will continue to assess Evo and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Super Smash Bros tournament activity. A spokesperson for Nintendo said. Or deuces. That's all they had to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, to me, that is not so clear either way. It's That's real Hammond and Hahn type language in my view. Like That could mean that they're going to end up being okay with it. It totally could mean that they're not okay with it. I, I mean, just feel like there's not they're not saying anything. Does it really matter? They were the ones that tried to kill Smash from Evo in the first place. They're not supporting Smash in any way in general. Yeah. So like does well, it really even make a difference what they say? Yeah, it absolutely makes a difference. Uh I mean if Nintendo tells Evo they can't hold their game, that's like two thousand plus unique entrants at Evo. Yeah. There's not a lot of a lot of crossover between hardcore Smash players and other fighting games. Yeah. So they're getting a lot of unique entrants from Smash players. 
And yeah. those are going to go bye-bye if Nintendo says so. Right, but, I mean, sure. my whole thing was just, like, <laughs> they probably would have tried to find some excuse to pull it from Evo anyway, <laughs> you know? Maybe, yeah. Look, Maybe. <laughs> you, you, Brandon doesn't think that, that they're going to be there, and I wouldn't be surprised about it at all. No, right. of course. I think that would be completely understandable, especially if it's online, and especially if, like, obviously one of the Smash games is playable online, but badly, and the other one's not legally, as we already know, and Nintendo yeah. definitely has a problem with that. Right. So, uh, yeah, of course I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo didn't allow it to happen. But as far as, like, the overall, your overall feeling on this, Tubbo, what, what do you uh, think? I think it'll be fine at first. Man, I have a lot of friends that are on the Evo staff, yeah, and they'll probably get mad at me for saying this, but whatever. It's like I wouldn't say it to their face. Uh, I think it'll be fine at first, maybe the first year or two. Um, but unless Evo still has the majority share in whatever the purchase was, it doesn't matter what Sony or um, Endeavor wants to tell the Evo staff right now. They can tell them, yeah, sure, we'll let you guys make all the decisions and listen to your ideas. They can say all that now, but as soon as Sony decides they don't want to listen to them anymore, they don't have to if they own the majority of Evo. It's that simple. Uh, and from what I understand, from what the announcement sounded like, it sounded like Evo sold everything it's it's theirs now so that means sony and endeavor get final call uh at, at the end of the day no matter what they want to tell you that's what that actually means and that worries me a little bit however even if sony made changes and it became a little more corporate a little more esportsy i don't think it would matter very much i think that's where evo is headed anyways um mm. and there's other tournaments that fill you know the the grassroots feel that we don't we don't need evo to have that anymore uh, Evo is its own thing, so I, I don't think anybody should really be worried that much about Evo changing, because it will probably only change for the better. Yeah, I mean... Oh, David, 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 David. Oh, yeah, I see, I see. Um, I just was doing some business over here. I had to change some stuff. Okay. Uh, so, I think that's a reasonable take. I don't... And, and I think it's... I wouldn't be too surprised on that front either. I definitely don't expect big changes off the bat this year, next yeah, year, whenever I, I we go back in so person. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's fair enough. Um, but I also look Evo wasn't that grassroots event for years now. It hasn't been that for years. It's most of a decade at this point that it hasn't been that way. Um, so you know the ownership were people from the FGC, but like the the running of it has been a video game convention for years mm -hmm. yeah. and that's fine it's just its own thing and a lot of people really like it that i i don't think that's going to change like i i don't know why that would change i don't know why the evo feel would change because i feel like it's already kind of like basically what a company would want to do um and you know each of those properties that rts that endeavor runs including this thing now uh, those are all really different like if you if right. you look at the list of what they have it's not like they have like some brand that each of the things needs to be dealt with in the same way for they're all really different so they're whoever's running that show is, or that that company is cool i guess with having really different takes for their different properties so i'm honestly not that worried it i don't feel like it's a big change in how operations gonna go a lot of the same people are still involved I don't feel like it's a big departure from where Evo was already. And 
if it means instead that like there's going to be more money behind this, great, because that means that we get to pay people more, or it means that we get to have better experiences, fancier experiences at Evo, and Evo is the, is the fancy experience of the fighting game world. Right? Right. That's like it has been that way for years again. Yeah. So I'm I'm cool with it. I think it's great, and I also. I really would be super surprised if Tom and Tony sold Evo in a way that put at risk at all like the community and their view of what the community and Evo should be. Because that's extremely important to them. Um, and it always has been. And I don't think that that has gone away at all. I mean, if anything, I feel like, you know, them canceling Evo last year is them recognizing like that they needed to be that the, that the community had certain feelings and that they right. need that was still super important. And right. who knows how much money they lost in doing so, right? or potential to get money, who knows? Um, so they're willing to do these things still. I would be really surprised if they gave up control, or at least if they gave up like a likelihood that these owners would, would have some mm -hmm. negative impact on what they feel the FGC and EVO should be. Yeah, I mean, also, just from a Sony standpoint, you know, they've been running all these uh, tournament open series stuff. I mean, they've been really trying to run a yeah. bunch of things already with the fighting game community. Um, you know, they're they're being really involved with the FGC and running MK events and Soul Calibur events, etc., etc. So I feel, like, yeah, I feel like uh, Sony just has a vested interest in this, and they're probably trying to build some sort of you know, tournament series kind of uh, brand for their company. It feels like that this is just kind of part of that, right? It's a good way to, to kind of kickstart their own ability to get in there grabbing a, a brand like Evo. Um, you know, my whole thing is, you know, I am hoping that the cannons stay or at least, you know, like they train a lot of people or get a lot of people on the staff that are, you know, FGC, his, you know, they know the FGC side of things, you know, like if Mark Mann is still involved with it uh, for the long term, you know, that that would give me confidence because obviously he knows the FGC and he cares about the FGC a yeah. lot. So, you know, it, 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 like Tubo said, though, you know, it could change in a few years. We'll see. But, you know, hopefully uh, we can keep the FGC presence involved there as much as possible. And not only that, but the FGC is usually pretty good at, um, you know, if it does start straying from the path, the FGC is usually pretty good about being like, eh, whatever. Now let's go to this other event instead, <laughs> you know, but that's true. And I, I think it's a good point about Sony or PlayStation, like being active in other scenes already. I mm -hmm. think that that's true. And that's definitely good signs. Yeah. Um, they've also sponsored Evo before. You know, it's not right, like this yeah. is their first. Mm -hmm. well, a few times. Yeah, yeah. right. They, it's not like this is their first time like getting involved in any way. So there's, there does seem to be like a good faith effort there. I mean, they're a business, right? It's about yeah. making money, I'm sure. But that's not incompatible, especially for an event like Evo. So uh, again, I'm, I'm cool with it. If it means that my friends get more money, if it means that we get to do cooler things, if it means that we get to have a fancier looking production at the event of the FGC right. that's supposed to look fancy, great. I think those are all fantastic <laughs> What are you talking about? You mean walking into Evo and seeing everyone playing on fold-out tables and with tablecloth on there isn't fancy? <laughs> that, that's fancier than many events, buddy. <laughs> 
But, um, you know, one of the other things, too, is that, you know, I just think that this is also a smart decision from the Canons because, obviously, after what happened last year, you know, Evo has been so long associated with Mr. Wizard that the, the event name is going to be tarnished, right? And, you know, we talked about it a lot last year. It was like rebranding, rebranding. They got to rebrand. They got to do all this stuff. And, you know, a full-on, like, hey... This other company now has bought it and is in charge is about as good of a way to rebrand it as possible, right? Because yeah. now now it mm-hmm. feels like a different entity trying to maintain something. And, and okay, we're changing leadership. And like you said, maybe this means that people are going to get paid more and, you know, and, and production will be different and such. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously... Like I said, the FGC, we've been burned enough by a lot of crazy, like, hey, we have money, we're going to do great things, and then, you know, all that doesn't pan out. Uh, We're very wary, so, you know, I don't think the FGC is just going to be blindly jumping in, like, we welcome our new Sony overlords, you know? (laughs) Yeah, So, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. And as for the concern about playing multiple games, you know, not just Sony games... I think it's useful to look at the potential pressure that all the rights holders can put on Evo. You know, the rights holders in Japan, the last time they had that roundtable, they talked about running an event, a joint event. That's right. right, Between their various games. So that's something that they're thinking about, I guess. And if if they feel that Evo is pushing one of them out, if they feel that Evo's not treating them well because Evo's PlayStation-owned... Maybe Evo doesn't want to run certain games. They can absolutely just make their own thing. They could just say, Evo, you don't get our games anymore. Right? This yeah. is mm-hmm. really big pressure that they could put on Evo to to keep the sort of almost neutral party that they are with respect to rights holders to keep to keep that going. And uh, I, I could see that being an important reason why Evo would, even if somebody in PlayStation were to say, hey, look, we got this fighting game event. Let's just put PlayStation games on it. <laughs> At the same time, they give up a lot of potential uh, you know, comedy with rights holders and they give up a lot of potential players and attendees and viewers and there will be pushback on that. So mm-hmm. I, I think I'm not super concerned about that happening either. Cool. It's weird though. I mean, I don't know. Do you think it's weird? No, what, you mean just really. that Sony purchasing no. them? I mean, I don't think it's that weird. Uh, it not being owned by the Canons anymore. Oh, yeah, I mean... You don't think so? I mean, the thing about it is it makes me... Uh, as someone being there since the beginning, it's bittersweet, yeah. for sure, yeah. you know, that, you know, but you probably kind of had the feeling that it was going to go this route eventually, right? I mean, like, the Canons yeah. are busy working on their own games and stuff. I mean, that's why Wizard had so much influence was because they needed somebody to do this. And, you know, without Wizard... Uh, they don't have anyone really running anything anymore. So uh, probably, like I said, seemed like the right path to take. And um, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of bittersweetness, I guess, in there. But uh, at some point, like I said, I just felt like it was probably going to happen. So Thanks to the subhero um, who says that I hope they continue to run EVO online alongside Evo, regular Evo, after the return to offline is more feasible. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Is there anything else, else to say about the purchase itself? Any other commentary on that? I have nothing, kid. Okay, well, let's talk about Evo Online, then, because that was announced along with this. 
that's going to take place in August 2021. They have announced the following games. Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, Mortal Kombat 11, and Guilty Gear Strive. And <laughs> they have announced that, like we were just talking about, for certain platforms already. Strive, PS4, PS5, MK11, PS4, PS5, Street Fighter V, PS4, PS5, PC, and Tekken 7, PC. Hmm. So they are already allowing... It's already in there. It's on evo.gg. You can see that. They've also said this is going to be online, of course, again. Um, it's going to be in Asia, Europe, Latin America, and North America. There's going to be uh, a couple of weeks, regional qualifiers, regional semifinals, then regional top eights. So um, more information about that, I'm sure, will end up coming. They also say that more games will be announced. So these are not the only... Okay ones that they're going to have. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I hope they get some games that have good netcode in there too. Some KI. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, honestly, like these are, these are pretty good. Like it's not, they, this does not have Granblue. It does not have Sam show. It doesn't, maybe KOF will end up being good. Well, it won't be out by this time. Yeah, it won't be out. Um, so it, you know, the only one in this here, in this that doesn't have great netcode is Street Fighter V, but honestly, as much as we rip on it, it is better than a lot. Mm. It, it actually is better than quite a few out there. So Strive is great, obviously. MK11's good. Tekken 7's good. So they, I think that is a factor, actually, the online play. That they've chosen oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously. Like I'm really hoping that um, like them's fighting herds, gets in there again because yeah, they had yeah, that opportunity. Yeah, had that opportunity last year, and and it didn't pan out, obviously, because it was canceled. They ran their own event, but still, it would be really cool to give that game a little bit more, um, you know, uh, uh, publicity. I think yeah, that yeah. would be great. That's, that's what I was saying. When I was hoping that uh, more games with a good netcode mm -hmm. would get in. Games like that, KI. I think it'd be really funny if now that ownership has changed, if they like snuck MVCI in there somehow. Because <laughs> 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 that game has good netcode. I think it'd yeah. be really funny for that to, to happen. But um, yeah, I, I just hope that they get a bunch of cool games in there that don't get a lot of spotlight when things are offline rather than online. Yeah. I mean, Skullgirls, yeah. Yeah, Skullgirls too, yeah. One of the cool things was uh, they also mentioned that, uh, you know, uh, this is kind of one of those good news, bad news things, but uh, South Africa is one of the regions included in the EVO online. However, it, that's in Capcom Pro Tour. Oh, is it the Capcom Pro Tour? Oh, oh you're, you're right. Too. You're right. You're right. I've, I got the mixed that's up. Cool as well. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But okay, no, there's okay. no African participation in EVO, which is something I definitely wanted to talk about. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know why that keeps happening. It's there's a lot of people on that continent. I mean, it's not just North Africa, which has like we know that there's good players there. We've seen some of them. Um, South Africa, we've seen a little bit of. There was a Tekken event there, but like some of the biggest cities in the world are in Africa. I, I just yeah. I, there's I don't know what the resources that they need to allocate to it would be. I don't know if that would be something that they couldn't justify or whatever. But I really. I really, really think that there should be a more active look at that. I mean, this doesn't mention Australia either. You know, it's mm -hmm. it was um, yeah, Asia, Europe, Latin America, and North America. I don't know. I especially now with this extra Sony bucks, I, I would really like to see that involved. Yeah, it's just it's the it, and that's one of the hardest things is that their scene just doesn't have as much publicity. You know. And uh, people don't talk about it enough. 
and they obviously have a big enough scene and they're running events all the time. But even then, you know, a lot of the events that are being run that are being, you know, even like when they tag us on Twitter and stuff like that, they're like, hey, look, it's this country's first event, you know, first big major and stuff like that. You know, it's it's an unfortunate situation. But, you know, the way the world works is that you always have to keep proving yourself for like years before that people even consider kind of thing and it's a it's a rough situation for for the continent of Africa to to try to get more play into these um tours and such so uh but also it just these 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 groups can definitely just be like you know what we're going to give you the chance and uh that definitely needs to happen more a little bit as well, you know, just just to give them the chance to prove themselves because it's right. important to get that global representation. For sure. Well, that's going to be in August. Um, again, I mean, it's I don't mean to just dwell on the negative because the rest of this is really good. Uh, I'm glad to hear that Evo is going to be back. I know that there was conversation as to whether it would be back. I feel mm -hmm. like it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about whether Evo would happen again or like, like what was even the future of Evo? We had no right. idea. So it's good to hear that it will be happening again. Not a surprise that it's going online, even as we get more vaccines in this country, other countries are behind that. And there's like maybe actually another surge happening even as vaccines do roll out. So it, it would be really tough to plan an offline event for August. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe we start planning offline events for the fall, maybe early winter of 2021, something like that. But I totally get them wanting to stay online. I think that's the right call for this yeah. year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, no question. Uh, there's also the weird kind of side thing that happened in that showyoucan.com kind of disappeared after this happened as well. Uh, showyoucan.com, I guess, uh, you know, they just have a front page now that just basically says that they're trying to figure out what's going on with the site. But a lot of the things, remember there was the one point in time where people were talking about, you know, showyoucan.com potentially going away. And so people were worried and they were trying to back up the forums, but then someone said, Hey, here's this offer and you can run your forums on this. And, and it kind of stick stuck around and everything. The wiki got transferred somewhere else. So the wiki is still accessible, but the forums and everything are gone now. And so a lot of those old threads of good information, uh, are kind of gone now. I don't know if they've been archived anywhere or anything. So, so I think that it's there, but on read only. Yeah, the forum is there on read only. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So people... The forum is still there, for now at least. Okay. Uh, but the actual front page, I'm sure you can, yeah, it doesn't exist. This tells you that, well, we don't exist right now. We're going to, we'll keep you updated and that's about Okay. It. But I know there was a couple of articles that people were sad that are missing right now, like the, you know, really nice interview about Samurai Showdown 5 special, you know, things like that. Uh, that are definitely missing now. So I'm not sure if those are going to be available to be archived at any point in time. So um, I know the Canons have also put a lot of time and resources into maintaining SRK's ability to stay alive. So mm -hmm. like with the Evo stuff generally, I think I would trust them to care about that, even as the scene has basically moved away from it. You know, mm -hmm. we're not really on sure you can or any forum at this point most people are not anyway there's still a little bit of traffic there i'm sure but it's not it can't be much right um, I, it would be great if just somebody archived that entire site just for 
posterity's sake. <laughs> yeah. As much like probably really gnarly content is on there. <laughs> you know, a lot of people's posts from back in the day are probably not too great, but um, but even still, I think that stuff would be important to try to save and look back on from the future at some point. Right. Yeah. So do you guys, I mean, to go back to Evo in general, being sold, I know there's some concern out there that this is in some sense, like the end of the grassroots scene. This is the beginning of more of like an industry rather than a community for the XGC. Is that something that you guys are worried about? Say that again, say that again, I'm sorry. Are you worried that this is more now becoming less of a grassroots scene and more of an oh. industry than community? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. No. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Because, yeah, um, not even I mean, you mentioned it already, uh, you know, Tubo, was that, you know, it felt like Evo was kind of going in this direction already, you know, that it's already been kind of like this. So... Uh, that's not going to change. Like just because this happens with Evo and it's sold to Sony, you know, Rick is still going to be running Combo Breaker how he wants to run it. Jabali's still going to try to probably have as much wrestling tie-in as possible. Li Joe's still probably going to do as much with Roadrunner Records, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Everybody's still going to have their own take on the events, and you know. I don't see, for example, uh, Elven Shadow changing Frosty Faustings anytime soon to be from a two-day crazy stuff as many games as possible into this event. Event, You know, uh, I think, like I said, the FGC is pretty good about trucking along um, as it goes, you know. It, there could be potential for a lot of cool growth, a lot of more eyes on there, because can you imagine just Sony, you know, when you log into the PlayStation 5, having advertisements for Evo just, like, sitting on the front page of the PlayStation 5 menu or something like that? So, I mean, okay. there's good things about it, for sure, but like I said, we just all are going to do our FGC thing and just be like, Let's take a step back and look at this and see how this goes. And if it doesn't go well, then we can revolt. Otherwise, yeah, this is not too bad. Let's go with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, Yeah, I think I'm not concerned either. Oh, go, go for it. I was going to say, yeah, like I said earlier, if things that are like James said too, if things aren't great at EVO, then we'll just go to Combo Breaker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, we'll go to see, like, it doesn't, we'll migrate. It doesn't matter. It, it'll be fine. Right. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, Big E's still going to be running stuff. You know, the yeah. organizers we have on the West Coast are still going to run stuff. Still going to be locals all over the place. And this one event, as we've all mentioned, has been heading in more of a fancier corporate convention-y, maybe is the best word for it, direction in, in a while. The tournament itself is still, I mean, it's run well. Like, that's that's good. But, like, the feel of it is more of a convention than, like, an old-school yeah. FGC tournament. That's totally fine. I mean, it makes sense. That's that's the role of... And again, you know, I mean, for people who don't like that, I mean, when it wasn't convention, like, I remember talking to the canons and such, and, you know, a lot of people came there expecting to buy lots of cool trinkets and to buy artwork and to do all sorts of cool things, and they couldn't. <laughs> Because we were running a tournament, and uh, we realized that it had to be moved more towards a convention, because that actually served the audience more than uh, what it was. So, 
right. Well, I'm back from the Matrix, everybody. Yeah. How was it? Not very interesting. I met the lady with the red dress, but uh, we just we just hung out for a little bit. Okay. Plus, she was actually an agent anyway, so, you know. How dare you? Okay. All right. I guess that's it for this topic. That's it for this topic. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the Capcom Pro Tour, which is returning. Guess what? It's back, everybody. Did you and expect that? Africa. Yeah, partly it is. Uh, not surprised. <laughs> Uh, I mean, obviously expecting it to come back, but, you know, what is interesting is that, you know, they are not going to try to make a lot of the same mistakes that they made in the previous one, which was, let's just plan for this and, you know, it, COVID should be fine by this month, you know, they've just announced that the whole thing is going to be online throughout the whole entire year. I'm sure they're keeping things open for offline events if that happens, but they are definitely planning for an all online event. I think that's how they'll run it. As far as how Capcom Cup goes, maybe that's a different question, but that's gonna be in 2022. It's gonna be a yeah. while, it's early 2022. Mm -hmm. They have the schedule up already and it starts soon. It starts in mid-April on the 17th and it runs all the way through January. Like there are events that are already planned in January. Mm -hmm. So it's 32 different events it's 19 different territories so we got north america east midwest and, and west so like it's not even west, just east and west right yeah no it's we're great finally like, recognized exactly yeah and that's that's uh, canada as well it's not just us then central america east central america west south america west and brazil which is south america east europe west also uk ireland also france spain portugal also, <laughs> Europe now. North, Europe right. East slash Russia as well. Then they have Japan, China, Asia East, and Asia Southeast. Middle East is its own thing. Australia is its own thing. And then the Republic of South Africa, to huh. round it out, is its own thing. All right. So that's 32. I think it's great that there's, yeah... NA Midwest is in there. Central Am East and West is great. South America East and West is great. Like these are big areas that deserve to have their own their own spaces for sure. Middle East is its own place rather than being shoehorned into Europe. That's great. It's <laughs> Logan, great to have... Logan can no longer claim Big Bird and uh, Angry <laughs> exactly, Bird. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, South Africa being in there is cool. At least one country from Africa is involved. Like it would be great if it was more than that, but it's... A non-zero amount, and that's an improvement. It's a start. It is a start. Here's my question. What even is Europe West, if not France, Spain, <laughs> Portugal, UK, and Ireland? Like, what are we talking about? Is it is this going to be Belgium versus the Netherlands? Like, is Andorra going to be involved? Like, what's uh, Europe West? Italy, <laughs> is it Germany? Italy, <laughs> Greece, Germany. Listen here. I'm an American. Like, is Poland Europe West? Now. I don't know. What were you saying, Brandon? I said, I'm an American. I've never looked at a map of my life. So <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are. Fr Fr France, what is that place? It's going to be Luxembourg versus Monaco. You made up one of those two. Did I? Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> I've, been I to one of I've never looked at a map. Good work. Good work. Uh, so that seems like it's a little bit too differentiated to me i don't know that you need like all of those it would have been nice if instead of europe west having kind of being 
spread up in all these different territories. What if you had like Africa North? Yeah. Or right. Africa so, West or you know, I mean there's you could do more. This is this is, this is at, least, at least there is more differentiation than before. Yeah. So this is this is where the good news bad news things comes in is that they did have an they do have an Africa region for Capcom Pro Tour. Uh, which is really cool, but they only included South South Africa, which is just yeah. basically the southern tip of Africa. And there's the rest of this gigantic continent that is not being represented. And that is definitely unfortunate. And again, you know, it's one of those situations where I feel like they need to, you know, really give these regions, like, throw, like give them a chance. Like, okay, let's do an Africa West. Let's do an Africa East kind of thing, because uh, it really is a shame that, that whole area is being underrepresented and there are a lot of fighting game players in that region so dude europe is so tiny can i just tell you how tiny that continent is <laughs> it's so small sometimes i look at the map and i'm like i can't believe there's all these countries there it's so small i don't know what you're talking about man europe looks gigantic on the map right because of how north it is from i the will equator. not have a mercator projection in my home james absolutely not <laughs> yeah i mean uh, Europe, I mean, it's always crazy to me because when you talk to people who live in Europe, I mean, you, you, you lived in Europe for a short period of time. I've even had this conversation with you, David, where you're just like, yeah, I just took the train from France to Spain and I just hung out in Spain for a day and then I came back. And it's like basically me driving to go visit my parents, you know? <laughs> it's like a little bit more than that. But like... Yeah, going to a different country is like us. It's not even us in California driving to another state. That takes 15 hours. Right. It's like it, the East Coast driving to another mm -hmm. state. Anyway, whatever. I don't mean to make fun of it too badly. I just wish that there was more of a separation in Africa, more of a... I mean, not just... I'm trying to look up what Middle East represents. It would be weird if it included countries all the way to, like, Pakistan. That's not, not usually what people mean when they say mm -hmm. Middle East, and that's a really big area, um, if it did. So I. it's also a bummer that, like, the Pakistani scene wouldn't get represented if that's true. Again, I just tried to look it up, but didn't find the information there. Um, look, they could be doing more, but I am glad that they are separating it out more than they had in the past. Yeah, yeah it's cool. I mean, come on, according to the maps, Iceland is just as big as South... It was Greenland is just as big as South America, right? <laughs> Good old Greenland. Oh, Highly man. populated. Tubbo's turning into Greenland over there. Look at yeah, this. Literally. What's <laughs> happening out there? I look like a leopard. <laughs> you do. Your nose is about to come off. Damn. So there's a prize pool of more than $200,000. The top four of each online event splits a prize pool of $5,000 as well. So that's great. It's free to enter. So yeah. you're not spending cash, and right. some people are going to be winning cash, which is great. And like I said, Capcom Cup will be held in early 2022. Hopefully at that point, we can have offline events and things will be okay. It honestly Hopefully. seems like a reasonable guess that it will be that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if things trend as they are. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard to be too certain about that, especially like what we've gone through in the past year. I don't yeah. think any of us is going to like speak with certainty about how COVID's going to end exactly, up. Exactly, right. yeah, exactly. But it seems plausible. If things, if things trend as they are. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but like I said, I think it's safer right now. Because like I said, they already probably got burned pretty badly from having to cancel that Dominican Republic event, mm. you know. 
And so they're probably going to err on the side of caution now and not try to book anything as an offline event until we are sure that we can do that. But even still, though, let's say it is in time next year, February, where like most of the world is vaccinated and the, the rates have dropped significantly. Would we even feel safe to go to a Capcom Cup at that point? You know, would people actually travel to a Capcom Cup? Dude, I'm going to be super real with you. Like, I'm not in a huge rush to get my vaccination because as soon as I get mine, I'm going to be doing what I'm doing now anyways. Yeah. But come, like, October, November, if numbers are down, I'm the first event I'm going to. Like, I, there, if Frosty Faustings can happen, there's no way I'm not there. Okay. Like, I am thirsty for events. Like, and <laughs> if I'm vaccinated and everybody in the country has had a fair chance to get vaccinated that wants one, Time to start doing some stuff like we used to, and man, do I miss tournaments. So yeah. I will, I will, yeah, I'll be there. I can't speak for everyone, but I'll be there. And I've been very stingy about, like, quarantining and stuff. Yeah. And, and keep so, in mind, yeah. you know, just in case people aren't even aware of this, which you should be aware of this, just because you get vaccinated doesn't mean it's all good. You can still catch it. You just won't die from it. <laughs> uh, you'll be right. fine. <laughs> but you can still spread it to everyone else. There have been articles about someone's grandma who caught it from their mom who was vaccinated, and so she definitely tested positive. She was fine because she was vaccinated, but the grandma got it. Like, there's just tons of stories like that. So just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you should run around and, and, and not wear masks and stuff, because, again, the masks... Right back into what I'm doing. Yeah, masks are uh, designed to protect other people. So even if you're vaccinated... Please still be careful. Please still be careful. Well, many of us will be soonish in the U.S. For sure. I mean, there's already, a, I read that 85 million people have had it. That's like one in four adults or something already. That's a lot. And it, it will be within a couple months that like most of us will probably have it. So that's not going to say, yeah, I'm still going to be taking all the same precautions for sure. However, yes, I will travel. I definitely will travel. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, w I would go to a Capcom Cup. I would go to a, probably not summertime, but like in the fall, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm there. In in the wintertime, especially a winter of 2022, I'm definitely there, definitely at that point. Yeah, yeah. Again, if things continue on the same path, maybe like super COVID gets mutated out there somewhere <laughs> and it's, don't you know, all of our viruses, our vaccinations don't work, not whatever. Like, oh, oh, who the universe, man? Who, oh, I'm not the first one who's brought this up. I, the, but, I, I didn't say specifics. I just said, if things continue to trend this way, you're the one spitting out <laughs> possibilities, all right, into the if universe. If things continue to trend this way, yes, I will definitely be there. Oh, man. <laughs> Jay. Don't you put that evil on us, Ultra David. Okay. <laughs> well, anything right. else well, to say about Capcom Cup? I guess not. Yeah, I thought we would have more to say, but I think that's about all there is here. Let's bring okay. on our friend Marine. All right. So, do you want to take a quick break, and then we will quick break? I need water. Get this all connection uh, connected and stuff, and then uh, we'll be back with uh, Marine on uh, Ultra Chen TV. Be right back, guys. Love you. Bye. <laughs> What the hell? Hey, thanks, King Wiley, for the sub. High five. My name is Milkshake Ruler. The oh, I don't even know the words. 
Damn, I was kind of like like rocking back and forth. That was pretty heat. Google. Shake Zula, buddy. Mars. The old schooler. The Mike Ruler. I, am I the only one who's ever seen this show? Listen, man, I've seen many hours of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, number one in the age. Oh my god. Ain't why? <laughs> I don't know. Ames, I thought you were pooping. <laughs> so what we're gonna do, Marine, is um, we're gonna bring you on. We'll. I, I'd like to just like talk about your backstory a little bit, like how'd you get sure. into the and all that sort of stuff. Um, <gasps> I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have like follow up questions as you are talking. Um, we'll want to talk about like your perspective as woman in the FGC. You're playing. You're commentating. Um, your Sonic fan art. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely Yo, talking about Sonic fan. That's that's only that's only like a like a secret in the best friends Discord. So. <laughs> <laughs> Marine, one day I hope to have enough money to buy one of your Sonic art originals. No, 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 no! I'll draw it for you for free, easy. Oh, you gotta you gotta paint it on canvas for me. Oh, I'll hang it on the wall. I got you. Damn, James really just put elevator music over us. I like it. It's it's good music. He didn't want the people to hear us. Teehee. Marine, when's, when's Viria? Viria? Dude, I'm I'm so ready to cook it. I want I want you guys to come over and try my cooking. Listen, as soon as you oh, I would love and you are vaccinated, I'm coming over. Yeah, I'm down to cook it for you. Coming over and gonna get inebriated, and we're gonna eat some beer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, Tubbo's mm -hmm. a big SF5 fan now, so you guys can <gasps> play games too. Yeah, Tubbo. Oh yeah, Tubbo. I was talking to Evan uh, last week, and he said that he wanted to play more offline, considering that the netcode is kind of poopy. Yeah. So we should definitely get together someday when when things get better, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he asked me to come man. over and paint, but I told him I can't because of my medical issue. Mm, no, that's understandable. Mm -hmm. Tubbo okay. is not in California, only James and me on this call. Oh are shit, in I am in California right now. I am in uh, Burbank, I think is where James is. I don't know. I'm around Negative. there. Negative. I'm, I am in James's town, USA. <laughs> Jamestown, St. James's Place, that's where you're at. Right <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yep. Yes, sir. Okay, we're coming back to the main screen first, and then we'll move to the interview screen, so let's do this. Oh, wait, I got it done. <laughs> you looking for that, bucko? <laughs> What's up, everybody? All right, back Welcome. to the break. No, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the show. So we're going to bring on our guest, Marine, as it says over here on the side. Welcome back to what? our super Hello. professional show. Our super professional and uh, extremely clean show here. All right. We call them dumps. Massive dumps. Welcome to Dump Tuesday. 
Dude, yeah, there's the name. There's the new name of our show right there. Dump Tuesday. Dump <laughs> Tuesday. I think that's. I think that's Nailed it. it. In my opinion. There you go. All right, what's going on? Robert. Thank you very much again for hanging out with us. I see you're in the frigid north, which is accurate. <laughs> it's accurate. As far as I'm concerned, Tubbo was saying well, it's in the 40s out there. Yeah, I was saying it's Freezing. actually like heavy 40s and raining. Freezing. Beautiful Beautiful. The 40s yeah. is literally freezing, scientifically uh, speaking. Only no, that's not true at all. That's the 32. So let's let's talk, let's talk with Marine. Uh, so <laughs> before we talk with you about your, you know, the current stuff that you're doing with Royal Rivals commentary, playing all that sort of stuff, I'd like to talk with you about how you got started in the FGC, what your backstory is, what your history is. Tell us how you got involved. Um. So I actually got involved like first at cosplaying you know like i wanted to cosplay like sakura i want to cosplay like chun li and all the fighting game character women that you can think of and it was an awesome experience for me because uh, i remember rick from combo breaker he hosted a tournament called hyper fighting and mm -hmm. i attended that and it was super fun you know i cosplayed as sakura there and i got to compete in the tournament for like my very first time and obviously like i went zero two because you know, fighting games were just something so new to me because I would just always play like League of Legends or like Overwatch mm. and other stuff. But Actually. it was, yeah, it, it was definitely like a whole new experience that I never thought it'd be. And I'm really glad that I'm in the FGC. And that started from there, really. Well, but before that, you must have been into fighting games to some degree to want to play the to cosplay the characters. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, it was just really cool because I wanted to know more about the characters. I wanted to know what they did in fighting games and beyond that. And also, I guess, like, I wanted to prove prove people wrong, actually, because there's this one guy that was in our FGC, you know, he was saying stuff like, oh, you're just doing it for attention, you're a girl, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, um, at the time, like, where my um, mental illnesses, like, it was just really bad where I didn't know how to cope with it. It really shot me down. Like, I mm. felt like the most pathetic person ever, you know, when he just said that. And then I just really thought to myself when I hit rock, rock bottom, I'm like, what can I do? You know, like, uh, how can I prove that person wrong? And so for months and months and months, you know, I've been going O2 at my local tournaments and whatnot. And it, it really did make me feel, feel a little bit depressed about myself. He was like, I really want to get better. Like, I really, really want to do it. And I just kept playing and playing and playing until I finally went one, two. And that was like, you know, the most <laughs> happiest. <laughs> it was the most happiest day of my life, really. And, you know, I just kept playing from there, going one, two, and then two, two, and then eventually getting uh, one game away from top eight at my local. So, it, you know, like, like I said, it's just an awesome experience, and I'm really, really glad to be in the FGC because I guess, like, I don't want to say, like, it's just because of that one person that made me want to get better. I wanted to get better for myself. Yeah. So, I mean, so real quick, before we, like, go off tangent, mm -hmm. what felt better? Getting your first tournament win ever or when you beat, like, Dogura at <laughs> <laughs> what what feels better? Because that's that's a yeah. big leap. Yeah, because I was gonna. Yeah, because I was gonna. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask about that too, because you know the the growth factor from going from that point to being able to beat Dogra. You know, like how like obviously what which one felt better, but you know what kind of advice mm -hmm. would you give to people to get to that point? You know. 
Oh shoot, like, that's a really good question because at first I never really thought I would beat Dogura. I, like, right when I got to the stream, streaming stage, I was like, yo, I'm gonna get cooked. I, I just feel it, <laughs> I know it. You know, like, he's one of the prominent and well-known FGC players in Dragon Ball and Street Fighter V and all other games that he plays. Like, he's an awesome player, yeah. but playing him on stream and then, like, beating him, I felt like a surge of all these different kinds of emotions going through my head, but I could literally hear my like hear my uh second person voice or whatever saying like you really did it, holy crap, you freaking did it, and I'm like I know, you know, just kind of talking to myself. Um, but oh my goodness, yeah, it it's great, but then again, you know, um, I feel like winning my first loco, like I didn't win my first loco. It was like the last loco before we went to uh, quarantine. I felt like. All the hard work and effort that I put into fighting games, where I would I would keep going oh two one two 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 etc etc, really made me feel, you know, like it, I I I can't find the words. It just makes me feel really content in a way. Like it made me really happy that I'm able to portray like what I learn into like locals or even regionals and whatnot. Seriously, like it makes me so happy. And I'm like I said, like I know I sound like a broken record. But it makes me so happy to be in the FGC. How long do you think it took from when you began playing and going O2 to get to that point of winning the local, beating Dogura, etc.? Um, I'll probably say like maybe more than two years because there are times where I really like to just autopilot when I play. And sometimes it's good, but mostly it's bad. Because, you know, you really want to be able to play for yourself, not because, like, oh, I can do this with X character and then connect with this and that and that. But um, I, I honestly would say about, like, two years. Probably, actually. No, actually, yeah, two years. <laughs> two years One way to phrase that is is more than two years in a way that it's negative, and the other way to phrase it is only two years. <laughs> yeah, like, that's actually amazing. Yeah, seriously. Two years. A lot yeah. of people out there playing these fighting games probably won't get to a point where they could beat Dogra in two years, you know what I mean? Kind of situation. No, I haven't. I've been playing fighting games in the FGC for almost 20 years. I'm not going to beat Dogra. Hey, look, Dude, I, beat, really fast. I beat Fenrich. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. That's, you did. You did. <laughs> no, but um, uh, I know uh, uh, there was also the, you know, the stint where you did the Combo Queens and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you were one of the players brought in, brought on by uh, Persia. Uh, talk to me about the Combo Queens and how much that helped as well. You know, shout outs to Carolyn Dow for organizing Combo Queens. It's such, an, such a great organization mm -hmm. for women who do want to get into fighting games. So it's sometimes like it's kind of hard considering that the FGC mm -hmm. is very male dominant. Um, oh, yeah, okay. And yeah. it's like... I don't know how I should put it, because, like, having combo queens, of course, like, hosting offline tournaments, uh, or, like, you know, um, during, let's say, combo breaker, or Evo, CEO, and whatnot, and just hosting, like, a little get-together just to hang out, you know, chill mm -hmm. after, like, a whole long day of, you know, just smashing buttons and uh, cheering your friends and whatnot. And I really, really like combo queens. It's, it's such a great okay. organization, and I really do hope that they bring it back better than ever for the next events offline. Um, as for Persia, of course, yeah, shout so to Persia. I, I apologize about that. <laughs> um, I got the mix. It was Combo Queens with uh, Carolyn, and then, of course, the XO Academy with Persia is oh. is, is uh, what I want to talk about mm -hmm. as well. So, Oh, definitely. Sure. Yeah, like, shout-outs to Persia, honestly. Like, she's been 
a great human being and you know has been very supportive and definitely wants to see me shine and get out of my comfort circle and try to do something uh, bigger and beyond. Um, and having the EXO Academy program has been super helpful towards women who do want to up their game, who do want to up their uh, commentary skills and the likes. And she's just bringing on like so many awesome and supportive people like uh, Amanda Stevens, who is a content creator and the, uh, I believe she also does like interviews as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome, awesome stuff. And then uh, Kate McGee, who helps with uh, physical therapy, especially if you, you know, you're like, or like mashing buttons or like sitting there for a long amount of time you know you got to get up and stretch right? right um and bampy as well who also helped me with my cosplay game really because oh, there are yeah. times where i just want to put like my cosplay to the side and just practice but there are like i want to go back to my roots you know cosplaying making all these props and whatnot and it was really awesome to have her there so really like i said great program great people and i really really hope that i can see more of exo academy of course next year uh, once offline events come through. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, speaking of that, because it feels like you're kind of transitioning into that role as well, you know, because a lot of it is about having the right support group and everything. And of course, there was the uh, Queens of Combat, but that obviously had uh, issues. But you have rebranded mm-hmm. the whole entire thing into the Royal Rivals, right? And you're uh, a major part of that now. And, uh, you know, you can tell people about you know, what Royal Rivals is, and then also what your role is, and, you know, what your goals are with that organization. Yeah, so, of course, uh, shout-outs to Yuki, um, Flexes, Joe from the Online Local, Nep, and Aurora, and Soul for just, you know, organizing Royal, Royal Rivals and just bringing it back up from Queens of Quarantine. Um, so I am the main commentator of mm. the uh organization you know if, if if they need me i'm like i'm there you know like <laughs> if they need someone to compensate but of course you want to give other uh women in the fgc a chance to compensate just kind of show their skills and whatnot because it'll help them grow and of course like it's a uh women and non-binary tournament where you know i just want i just want people to be comfortable and like no shame in like com- uh competing and going o2 or one two i just want to have people to have a great time and be themselves really uh but yeah awesome organization we have like sponsors such as like grinder coffee and i know that uh flex's team equinox also helps sponsors to tournaments um and of course the online local helping uh helping to stream the tournaments and healing as well so what do you think about that move into commentary do you like doing that is that something that you want to continue focusing on in the future um, it's actually really fun, you know, like, I actually have fun commentating because it kind of tests my knowledge in Street Fighter V, because, like, I can play the game, but do I know, like, more in-depth of, like, of this character, or why did this character do this, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. um, and, yeah, like, like I said, you know, it's been really fun, and considering that, uh, it is kind of difficult, considering that, like, I am, uh, how should I put it, like, English is not my first language, Oh, really? So I, yeah. <laughs> I would have never guessed. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not my first language, so it's really hard for me to process words through my head and try to sound elegant or, like, smoothly. Like, you know, trying to connect my words and just kind of uh, speaking in a smooth manner, really. Uh, right. So it, it is hard at times, but I try to just, like, relax and just try to talk to 
the audience more than like um I'm saying like, oh no, Seth did an EXDP, I love the commitment, blah blah blah, you know? Like I try to switch it up for myself and for the audience so they know that what's going on and how hype this match I'm commentating. Every commentator has like a different voice, a different, not just literally, but like in the way that they want to focus on different things, they have, mm -hmm. they bring their own experiences into it. Like, how do you feel? it's been for you in that, like in, in bringing your experiences into commentary? Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be fair if I like know a lot about just like the Laura and Poison matchup because I play those two characters. <laughs> yeah, um, that's how but, it goes. <laughs> uh, but it's really awesome to see, you know, like other matches that I don't really watch as much. You know, like I always watch like Laura matchups, poison matchups, but not more of like Seth, Akuma, Rashid, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's really cool to see that, oh, like I'm gaining all this knowledge where like, oh Rashid's uh this button is plus two and he can connect to this and that. And it really had like how should I put it? Like, I feel like a sponge just absorbing all that knowledge and be like, okay, I know what to say the next time when I see a Rashid and Akuma go against each other. So you know like I said it is hard. But at the same time, it's very rewarding because, you know, when am I ever going to see this matchup happen again? Like mm -hmm. Akuma and Laura, Rashid and Seth, etc. So, I mean, although you're doing all this commentary right now, you're not stopping competing, right? You're still going to be concentrating a lot on the competitive <laughs> side? Yeah, definitely. I will still be competing. Um, I don't really do online tournaments as much considering the netcode, <laughs> but I love watching <laughs> online tournaments. Don't get me wrong there, like, I, I really, really miss competing, and I just miss being at offline events and just, you know, having a grand time with everyone, like, especially you guys, playing games, hanging out, eating, and, yeah, just, like, just, just all the good things, really. So, you will see me compete once offline events come through, and be an awesome time. Marine, when our locals come back, are you ready for this Honda? <laughs> yeah, I want to play your Honda. Let's play anytime. I'm so down. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Since we're vaccinated, I'll come over. Okay. Because, uh, gosh, what was that that viral video that was just going around of the basketball player when, you know, they asked him, you know, like, what are you going to miss the most about playing there? And, like, he mm -hmm. starts crying and everything, and he just finally looks up after, like, a minute, and he's like, going out to eat you know and so you know when you when you when you said you know going out and hanging out and everything like that i mean you were obviously there part of the the, the fart milk table <laughs> combo breaker <laughs> that's a peace fart milk table yeah oh yes oh my gosh Bomb, never I, forgotten. I seriously miss those days oh but they'll definitely come back soon and it'll be yeah. awesome yeah we'll get a new table <laughs> what if we just like all sat on the floor or like the coffee table in the uh like the the lobby in the hotel well Marine, we're not gonna the real that yeah that's true it's not gonna be the same location but, but also yeah, yeah, the, real, yeah, yeah, yeah. the real table is in our hearts anyway we could be sitting on the ground and yeah, yeah. it would be fine wait didn't someone say that it, it went for like sale or like if someone could buy that table somebody yeah you could buy that table oh yeah. my god wait what yeah. <laughs> Yep. Well, when when the venue was shutting down, they were selling all right. of their stuff. Like, but did, they could. did somebody we know actually buy the table? Not, or somebody, no? we, not somebody we oh. know. Oh, Someone my goodness. It, okay. it was. <laughs> Man. For everybody who's watching this, and not the four of us, we're talking specifically <laughs> about a table that we used to sit around. 
after Combo Breaker. Combo Breaker ends, right? It's Sunday night. Everybody's super tired. We would hang around this particular table each year and just be real stupid and silly. You know, just like yeah. classic hangout stuff at the end <laughs> of an event. It was really great, rather than going out to Den Denny's or whatever. Um, I think one year somebody brought homemade spaghetti, if I recall correctly. What the oh, hell? Yeah, yeah, that was big, big market. I it was probably, big, big market. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was not yeah, there no. for... Oh, wait, no. You weren't there for that one? No, 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 I no. I remember he brought homemade spaghetti, but I don't remember sitting at the table eating that. I. I... Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we, we, we were at the table. We were at the table. Yeah, we definitely he were. He had it down to like the end, and people took a plate and got some. Yeah. yeah. In, okay. in any case, it, just just to say, like this is this is our this was one of our like hangout locations, and it's something that all of us miss. Just like everybody going to events misses. Yeah. You know, yeah. the thing that they did with friends. Well, I, I'm, we I'm, with, I'm with you, Maureen, on this one. I'm kind of mad that I missed the homemade spaghetti, man. I mean, come on. I, gosh, that sounds so good. Oh, man. Well, Should have been there. Sucks to suck. Man, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, by the way, I've always wondered this, because, you know, obviously, you know, in fighting games, you know, you're always trying to, like, bait jumps or bait DPs and stuff like that. Every time I see your Twitter handle, is it by telephone or is it bait telephone? <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone says bait telephone, but it's by telephone. So the um, origin of my handle is actually my middle name. So my middle name is Byphone, and oh. I was like, "Cool, I'll just add tele tele to it and be by telephone." Haha, <laughs> cool, woohoo! So, <laughs> <laughs> it... <laughs> so is that is that Chinese or what is? is... It's actually uh, Lao. Oh, I'm Thai okay, and Lao. Okay. I oh yeah, I'm not sure if I, I already told Tubo and David, but like I took a um, a 23 and Me test, and I like got so many different kinds of um, Southeast Asian uh, DNA's where like I'm 26% Vietnamese or mm. I'm like 2% Chinese and all that stuff, and it's just really cool because I'm like I, I never do. I'd be 2% Chinese, and that's just, like <laughs> out of this world because it was mostly like oh you're. Like Cambodian, you're Thai, and you're Lao, and I'm like, well, I kind of knew that, but I didn't know more of the Cambodian <laughs> stuff. But it's just really cool. I just if, uh, if I took one of those tests, it would just come back white. Hundred <laughs> percent white. White. Oh man, the whitest you can be. <laughs> you are. So in in this uh, COVID time, if you're not competing in online events. When you're not commentating, are you playing? Are you practicing still? I'm just like eating and sleeping. That's it. <laughs> okay, that sounds pretty good though. Yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Uh, yeah. But like again, like I'm always down to play games. Though, like if someone you know just tweets at me, like, "Hey, uh, do you want to play a game?" Like, blah blah blah. I'm in the Midwest. I've been wanting to get some Laura or Poison experience. I'm like, "Yeah, sure, dude. Let's play a game." You know, I'm I'm always down for games, and it'll help me like kind of get back into the game. Cause like, like I said, you know, I haven't been really playing Street Fighter Five lately because of mm -hmm. the netcode. But uh, if it's like just lobbies, super down, always down. Because yeah, you were streaming a lot at one point in time, right? Is is that something that you do less often now? Less often, yeah, okay. because I have a job, and I mm -hmm. just get really exhausted from my job, yeah. and. I, of course, like, I really do want to, like, stream, but it's just kind of the motivation, and I just feel super lethargic, where I just want to chill at my computer desk, watch anime, and eat, and then hang out with friends and whatnot. Yeah, it's funny, because I've often compared streaming to, like, driving, 
you know, you can just be sitting there and like concentrating on a game or whatever, but then afterwards you're just exhausted. It's tiring for some reason. So sure, to- totally right. understand. Oh. Cool. All right. Well, are you are you are you planning to try to get into? Well, no. I was just about to ask though. I mean, outside of Street Fighter Five, do you play any of the other fighting games? Are you trying to? Are you planning to try to learn like Strive or anything like that? Try to get into find another game that you might be able to beat Dogura in. You know? <laughs> no, I would get washed by Dogura in any other game. Uh, but I'm actually interested in the uh, Riot Fighter game mm-hmm. that's supposedly coming out. Is it coming out this year or next year? Nobody they have not announced. Oh, oh, shoot. Okay, okay. All right, scratch that then. Uh, yeah, um, I'm actually excited to play that just because like, I play a lot of League of Legends with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it'd be really nice to actually... <laughs> like kind of like tr- like so like I have the chat muted right so like I would always like try to you know stay sane and whatnot but there are some people that would flame you non-stop in the game and then I'll be like okay see me in the riot fighter that you won't you won't do it huh? <laughs> nice oh boy yeah I mean is 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 I guess I mean obviously this is a topic that you know we've talked about a lot here but obviously being a girl in the FGC and, you know, mm-hmm. you've talked about how much you've enjoyed, you know, your time here in the FGC and stuff like that. But has it been hard for you? Has there been a lot of pushback that you've had to deal with? Or has it actually been mostly pretty positive? Um, I would say mostly positive. Like, of course, there are some instances where I would just deal with, like, weirdos on, like, uh, my <laughs> Twitch or, like, on Twitter or on Instagram. I've seen and some of those screenshots. Yeah. I... <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, they're actually funny. Like I, I know that I should just ignore it, but it's just too funny to like even delete it and share it with like Tubo and friends and all that stuff. <laughs> but um, I would say yeah, like mostly positive because I was able to make really great friends, especially like you guys in the FGC and other people and like Combo Queens or like people at Combo Breaker that I got to meet through Twitter. And yeah, it's it's just been mostly positive because we're just all there because we have mutual hobbies, you know, mm-hmm. ash buttons and the likes. But um, yeah, I I guess I don't know. I feel like I don't get those uh really weird messages anymore because I oh. guess they know that I expose them or that <laughs> I literally just um like I I just like pull up on site and be like hey. Hey, do you want to get married, man and woman? And then they just don't say anything. <laughs> but before COVID times, when there were offline events to go to, did you... What What were your experiences like going to offline events? It was super fun. Um, I really love um, just the atmosphere where I just hear buttons mashing yeah. and people are yeah. like, Oh my gosh, happy birthday! You know? <laughs> um it, I, I just love the atmosphere, and I really wanted to keep going because of that, and of course, getting better at fighting games. So, I don't know. I guess it, I, I would, I wouldn't say that it's like the same atmosphere as of like going to a convention. But I don't know. It's just like all video games, you know. Because at conventions, mm-hmm. like you walk around, you go to like the um, like the shopping hall, you go to the artist alley, and then you take pictures and your cosplays and whatnot. 
but at tournaments, all you hear is just smashing buttons, and I really, really <laughs> like that. I just feel like it's like a therapeutic sound. I don't no, know. It it's white noise. We, like, I'm sure I, we all agree. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I can fall asleep so well to people pushing buttons, you know? Like, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, I can't wait to walk into yeah. a and hear that <laughs> Music to my ears. <laughs> Walking oh. down the hallway in a hotel where everybody in there is playing games in each of the rooms, everybody's playing in their little local suites. That sound of just like faint button tappings. I've definitely had dreams yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's going to make me cry. Yeah, I dream about that all the time. Yeah. All the time. So uh, here's a little, uh, a last two-part question from me here. Uh, you know, you okay. talked about, you know, you talked about how much, you know, Persia, Carolyn have meant to you and everything like that. You know, do you consider yourself now in the position that you've gotten in, do you consider yourself a role model for other women trying to get into fighting game community and you know as i'm just kind of pushing it in this direction a little bit as i do think you are a role model as a role model what would you recommend like what would your advice to women who want to get into the fighting game community be uh again james thank you so much for saying that like <laughs> i just get super flustered when people say like oh my gosh like you're literally a role model for women in fgc Three, and i'm like no 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 <laughs> no like um no like seriously thank you because i really do want women to join the fgc and mm -hmm. play fighting games that they really like and i know that it seems daunting at first because like i said that it's a very male dominant community but you know i feel like mostly everyone are just really chill like i don't care if you're a man a woman a dog or um whatever if you're the hell dog you want playing fighting games please <laughs> Dude, that'd be tight as hell. I actually would care about that. that would yeah, be I would. Yeah, I know. <laughs> actually, though, yeah. But um, I just really want people to come through in the FGC and just smash buns together, hang out, make friends, and you know, hopefully, grab some grub to together, drinks, whatever. Um, I just want people to be comfortable. I want people to be happy, and I want people to know that. Yeah, like there are good people in the FGC and I don't want people to like of course like seeing like forums like oh like this guy he did something bad in the FGC. I don't want them to use that certain nobody to make the FGC look bad. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I mm -hmm. want them to know that yeah, there's a whole a whole lot of great people in here and just come through, you know, like we're all friendly people and come if through. you want to learn a game, we'll show you how show you the ropes really. <laughs> And it sounds like a, a good idea to try to, you know, you know, get connected with the combo queens and, and everybody because, like you said, after the tournaments are over, you have good group to gather with and, and you know, really kind of creates a nice little support uh, team. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So plug the stuff that you're doing right now. Where can we see you? What events are you helping out with, et cetera? So, guys, of course, my name is Maureen. Um, I'm sponsored by UIU as a content creator and a Street Fighter V professional player. Um, right now, I am commentating at Royal... Royal oh my gosh, it's so hard to say. Royal yeah. Rivals. <laughs> like, imagine saying that super fast. Royal, 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 I, I, I seriously can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys can catch me on Twitter, uh, at by telephone, including on Instagram. But on my Twitch, it's submarine, S-U-B, and an M-A-H-R-E-E-N. Mm. Uh, other than that, yeah, I guess I don't really have anything else to put out there. All right, cool. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, I know that you're concerned about, like, your ability to 
to speak quickly and smoothly and that you're like concerned about your vocabulary. But honestly, like I've never had the sense from talking with you or listening to you that that's a problem for you. You're super good at that. Stuff. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's I'm, just that I'm I really happy that you're commentating. Thank you so much. Yeah, it just feels like when I talk, I just kind of like throw words out my mouth like in my head. I'm like, okay, do this, do this, do this, do this. Well, yeah, but it just, it just feels so like, how should it be, like very fast. I don't know. <laughs> it, it is, it is. And, yeah. and the more that you do it, like the better accustomed that you'll feel to that. That's not going to mm -hmm. put you off as much. But already, like you're, you're talking fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Bye. See you soon. Thanks a lot for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Bye bye. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, again, thanks a lot to her for coming and hanging out and having a little chat. Yeah, and again, you know, obviously it's very important. It's it's something that you know, at least David and I have been talking about for almost ten years here on the show, and I know Tubo feels the same way. But you know, trying to make the FGC more open and accessible for everyone, you know, in particular women. And, you know, uh, it's, like I said, it's really great to see uh, players like Maureen and, you know, not only just being a strong player here, but also, you know, branching out to the commentary, to the organization. And like I said, you know, being a role model for other women uh, coming into the fighting game community. So again, really glad that, you know, she came on here and, you know, had a lot of very positive things to say about the FGC. Yeah, I mean, however her experience has been, right? Whether that came out as positive or negative, I was just happy that she shared it. Yeah, cool. for sure. Okay. All right, so let's move on. All right. Uh, kind of an right, so, interesting situation here. So uh, describe to me what's going on here, David. Okay, well, there's a post on Reddit slash our fighters. Um, basically alleging bad behavior by infiltration in a tournament in Korea. So this is called the Sprout Tournament. It's basically like their version of the Shore You Can scrimmage. Right. <laughs> it, was a, it was a beginner's tournament that was limited to players who were ultra bronze in Street Fighter V. It was, it was mm -hmm. um, a $500 prize sponsorship that was sponsored by Africa TV, which is a... It's kind of like Twitch in Korea. Right. They do a whole bunch of other stuff, StarCraft, et cetera. They got a lot of things going on. Um, and Infiltration was to run the event. So the players who got to Grand Finals were definitely not Ultra Bronze, right? In fact, um, one of them was Silver. But uh, they are players who have experience in other fighting games. In fact, one of them is a master in another fighting game in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Um, a lot of experience in, in multiple games, and one of them was taking rounds off an ultimate grandmaster, for example. Like, there's mm -hmm. definitely a lot of skill in there. Um, it turns out that Infiltration knew them. They're in his Discord. He recommended that they enter and keep their rank to a certain level. But obviously, you couldn't surpass this this spot, but also don't be rookie because then people would ask questions if like it's a rookie rather than right. if it's a bronze or whatever. Which, right. Um, that wouldn't be believable. Uh, he had previously observed their lounge matches, given them personal feedback, so he knew that they were that they were good. Um, he he's the one who made the brackets, and of eight people from his Discord who entered, seven of them made top eight. Um, and hmm. you know he was in he's in control of the brackets there. Um, apparently, some of the players who entered, who actually were beginners, were mocked by the people who were smurfing. 
Um, oh. And they're not planning to enter more tournaments now, which is like the exact opposite of what the purpose of this yeah. kind of event is supposed to be. Um, so people are upset about how this event was run. And in response to people being upset, apparently Infiltration said that people commentating on his behavior aren't like a real part of the FGC and that he's the most impactful person in the FGC in Korea and that he's done more than anyone for the scene. Um, again, these are, I don't speak or understand Korean in any way. So this is all taken from a post on our fighters that we can link to if anybody's interested in it. Um, I don't have personal knowledge of this, but this is, you know, it doesn't seem like anybody's been saying that any of it's wrong. Um, right. So is there somebody honking in the background right now? Yeah, that's outside my apartment. I can't do anything about oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay. Bummer. I turned my filter on, but if it's still picking up, sorry. Okay. No worries. No worries. So uh, that's the rundown. What do you guys think about this rundown? Um, well, last week we had just talked about uh, Marco Polo being banned from the Samurai Showdown community for rigging brackets and, and doing things like this. This is obviously uh, not a you know, this is obviously not good behavior, right? And, you know, there was prize money involved in this tournament. The prize money was not, yeah. you know, from Infiltration. The prize money was from Africa TV. You know, I mean, first of all, I'm just going to put this out there, you know, regardless of Infiltration or whatever, don't offer prize money for beginner tournaments. Like, right. just don't. There's a reason why when we did the show you can scrimmage, we never offered prize money. Our prize was, you get to play us, you know? Like, we tried to make it as, like, not cool as possible, you know? <laughs> because the point is not to get... Because as soon as you do that, you invite the smurfing potential, right? Just don't offer prize money. And if you want to have an event where you do offer prize money, don't make it a beginner tournament because then you're just inviting smurfing. That's the first thing that I'm going to put out there because if you do that, you avoid all the trouble just from the get-go. Yeah, that's, that's the underlying problem for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's true. But I also think that the way that... You know, he's alleged to have behaved here is also really bad. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of colluding with players to help them win. I don't think that, I don't know that he got any of the money, right? That's not what I mean by colluding. Mm -hmm. I just mean like trying to help people in his Discord get into this in a way that will help them out. Yeah. yeah. Especially, he, he's the one who did the bracket. Like he could set things up. Like, yeah, it was his tournament. It, yeah. Yeah. He was the one, he, he was running it. Yeah. One of the things that I read is like, it sounded like he gave advice to the player to like, yeah, like you said, you know, just get to ultra bronze and stop. And like, when you look at that person's account, like they literally just once win streaked all the way there. And like, right, had like right, 90 yeah. or nine, like even in casual matches, they had like 90% win rates or 80% win rates and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I mean, the, the players that did that were very obviously not beginner fighting mm -hmm. game players yeah uh but if you look at the rules they didn't break the rules so like technically they're not wrong but it's definitely immoral what mm -hmm. infiltration did and what they participated in doing i mean just because you you know you don't break the rules doesn't mean you're not a, a you know a jerk <laughs> mm -hmm. so that's yeah i it, it is what it is i, I don't know if like 
look, man, Infiltration's been through, like, deeper shit than this, and he wasn't yeah. banned from anything. So I think people that are yelling for a ban are going to be really disappointed. <laughs> um, is kind of how I feel. I, I think he shouldn't have done it. I, I don't know what people expected. The dude's been in trouble before. Like, it, it just, you know, it, it's disappointing, but... I don't think anything comes of it. I think it just, you know, filtration yells at people online and that's kind of the end of it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's basically my take on this as well. It, it's not a case of, as far as I can know, tell, right, just based on the post, um, it doesn't seem like there were rules broken. So it's not... Right. Yeah, is that... It, I'm not sure that it's ban worthy, right? I, that doesn't really strike me. It, that said... It sucks, right? Yeah, so I think my uh, position is definitely like Tubbo's here. It sucks. It's crappy, especially the response of like, I'm super important. Like, how dare you try to, you know, yeah. be upset at me? I think that sucks. That all sucks. He has definitely done worse stuff and I think should have been banned as we have often talked, not, not for a while, thankfully, but we did talk about back when it was happening. Um, right. That, you know, I think that he should have been banned. There was not really a ban between him and Capcom. He, like, decided to step away, and they were okay with that. Um, I don't think that this rises to that level, right? That seems like it's worse to me. But it yeah. definitely is kind of... It's... It doesn't seem like unrelated behavior. Let me let me right. phrase it that way. It doesn't just, seem it's... like it's disconnected. And it's so... just one of those things, you know, it's like if he does get banned for for this... It's it's obviously kind of like inertia, I think, you know, from obvious the, the the previous stuff, you know, because like we like you said, yeah. this is definitely not worse than you know what he's been convicted of before in the past, and uh, if he does get banned here, like I said, it's more inertia from that and kind of like a history kind of thing, because obviously, uh, you know, with the with the previous situation and his ex wife. You know, there's a lot of people out there painting as much doubt as possible and um, having more situations of bad behavior kind of maybe solidifies that, I guess. I don't know. But again, I don't want to really uh, I'm not here to play any sort of uh, judge myself. It's just the situation from what I've read just does not look good. It definitely doesn't look good. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, again, to be very clear, he was accused and convicted of domestic violence. And there are very gnarly transcripts that were real. And then when people in the Korean FGC talked about that stuff, he sued them and didn't win. Um, so that's really bad behavior already. Uh, I don't think, again, I don't think that this particularly rises to the level of ban. And I agree with Tubbo that if that stuff didn't, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what would. Um, but that's that's really bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. All right. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about yeah, this. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think sucks. any of us yeah. disagree. I, <laughs> right, it yeah. sucks, and I don't think much will happen, but yeah. it, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, Alrighty. let's move on to the 5-5 five -five matchup over here. And uh, this is a weird uh topic that came up i think from one tweet <laughs> that showed up here but uh so this uh, every week we do the five five matchup where we talk about weird 
things like this and kind of sort of debate on things. We pick one topic for ourselves. And so someone tweeted out at one point in time, normalize saying GG's after every match. Like that's what we should do here in the fighting game community. Normalize saying GG's after every match. And a lot of people started talking about this on that day. Uh, what do yeah. you guys think on this topic? Um, you know, we've had a lot of a lot of subjects we've talked about since I joined the show in October, and I don't think I could care less about any subject more than this <laughs> one right here. It is the dumbest argument I've ever heard. I don't okay. Look, man, nobody's obligated to tell you good games after you play your, your set. It's polite of them. It's polite. It's fine. It's good to do. I, I just I just fist bump and I move, I move along, you know? And, like, if we're friends, if we're, like, good pals, like, the last time I think I played a good friend in tournament probably would have been, like, Coach Steve in, like, Combo Breaker 2018 or something of Marvel Infinite. And he won, and I gave him a hug, and he knows, good, that's good, that's my boy, good games, whatever. Yeah. But like, other than that, it's just like fist bumping, keep it moving, man. There's people trying to run a tournament here. We don't need to shake up. We don't need to hug. Like, we don't need all that. Just keep it moving, man. I'm trying to go home. Like, that's just, especially during weeklies. Like, dude, I see you every week. This is just business at this point. Business. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I think it's, I think it's nice to be polite. And you know, I usually just, you know, boom, GGS. That's it. That it doesn't need to be any more than that. I don't, I don't think it's a requirement. Either. Yeah, I don't think it's a requirement. I think that's correct. I mean, literally it isn't. But I also also kind of don't get the phrasing of normalized because it feels like it's normalized. Like that is Yeah, the, I think so too. That's the norm, is that you say GG's. Some areas, instead of saying GG's, they'll just like <laughs> give a handshake or dap or whatever. Like different regions have their different different scenes as well, have their different like kind of conventions for this. But yeah, it is definitely normalized. I think it's much rarer for the opposite to happen. I don't know that I've ever been in a situation where I've said GG's to somebody and they haven't replied GG's, even if they clearly are upset about it. Hey, <laughs> I, I made uh, Darkseid Phil rage quit in the middle of our Marvel 3 match. And I I'm put my fist out of fist bump and he ignored me the whole time. I just sat there like this while he gathered up his stick and walked away. <laughs> That is a okay. real story. Oh, okay, alright, well, I guess I believe it. I'll have you know that uh, when I played Darkside Phil in tournament, we did both say GG's to each other. Oh, okay. Well, you must have not bodied him like I did. Then. After I bodied him with old Honda against his DJ, an Ooh. actual 8-2 matchup. Ooh, rough. <laughs> rough. Anyway, I mean, he was always a very nice guy with me, whatever. Uh, as far as the, the idea of GG's, I think basically what this comes down to me is is that it's not when I when I blow somebody up, I say GG's because I don't want them to feel bad and I want them to know that like I still enjoyed this time even though it you know, I wasn't like I didn't have to try super hard or whatever, like they're <laughs> level below me. Like I want I'm I'm trying not to be a jerk, right? I want I want to be not a dick. So I say GG's. Mm -hmm. If it's close I say GG's because it was close. It was fun. Those are good games. Like we were, it was close against each other. If I lose big time, I say GG's because I am appreciative for this player who's clearly better than me to like hang out, play, let me learn a little bit. Like I, from every end of the spectrum, I end up saying GG's. And sometimes when I'm saying it, I kind of like feel I'm like not 
happy, right? Especially if I'm the one who ends up losing. <laughs> but, but I still think I still do that because like I want to signify like I appreciate this time. We had a good time together. Like you putting yourself out there to play with me is cool. Like it takes you know it takes a little bit of like gumption to play with anybody, whether they're good, they're better than you, or you're better than them, or whatever. So I always say it. If the other person doesn't say it first, that's fine. Like I don't. I'm not put out if the other person doesn't say it first, you know, or if if it seems like they're not going to say it, but then I say it, and then like they reply everything it. that you're saying right now, David, we can just take out GGs for the first one to say I love you. Like, that's <laughs> what it sounds like you're describing right now. Actually, I, just, when... I just say it. When I feel the love, I just say it. If they don't want to say it back, that's fine. I can reciprocate. I feel like that's what you're... Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Actually, I didn't say I love you in response to my wife the first time that she said it. Wow! Wow, you said no BGs. You just admitted that right now on stream? You said GGs and you said no BGs. And, and by the way, by the way, speaking of admitting things, do we have any resolution on the uh, on the Avatar fanfiction, by the way? Oh, I think it was me. It was you. Was I'm not sure, but I, like... Uh, dude, it, do a password reset and see. I need to read it out loud then. Okay, okay we're, next week, okay. next week, we're going to have to read this out loud. But <laughs> I, I, was, I was looking at one of the titles, and the title was like half, it like half jogged a memory that existed at one point in time. But the other ones don't. So I don't know what's up with the rest of them. Okay. But, uh, maybe at least one of them. Uh, I will anyway. read them out loud on so, stream next week. Whether whether it's whether it's I love you or GGs, yes, I do say it, and I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's nice. It, like, I don't feel I don't feel put on the spot. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it's some stupid tradition that I have to say. Like I I feel like it's I, it's good. Like I want to say it. Um, but if somebody doesn't want to say it, I'm also like not really put out by that. Like that's not a big deal for me. Um, so. I don't feel like it's particularly important, like, either way. I don't know. What do you, got? What, what, Look, what do you think, James? I, I couldn't give a crap, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, we're playing, uh, I mean, when we play, like, in the Soul Cal distancing thing, and we all play, every time I lose a match, I never say GG's, or I never type GG's in the chat, and everyone's always typing GG's in the chat. Honestly, I mean, look, I, I get it. We want to, people want to normal. Look, Fighting game salt is a real thing, man. Okay. Fighting game salt is a real thing. And you know you know what GG's was back in the arcade days? GG's is when you lost, you'd be like, God damn it, I know I blocked that stupid overhead piece. Of and you walk off to the side, throw a token up, you walk off to the side, fold your arms, and then you calm down as you wait for your turn to get back up. Like, that's all it was, right? I mean, at mm. this point in time, we've already... I mean, it's already part of the culture to shake hands with people after a tournament match, right? Don't force people to sit there and go, good games. Like, people are mad. They don't want to say something. Like, it's easier to not look at someone and shake their hand and walk away than to have to say good games right. or whatever like that. Just let it be, man. If someone is salty after a tournament loss... Or after a game, let them be salty. <laughs> let them be. That's just that's the part of it, right? Like as long as they're not hurting you or hurting anyone else, don't force somebody into something that they don't want to do. 
I've had this happen before. So a friend of mine beat me in a tournament. It's on video. They wanted to give me a hug afterwards, and I was like, get the fuck away from me. You know, like, you just, you don't, like, when you're salty, you're salty. Let people be salty. This is one of the hardest things right now. As long as they're not harming anybody else, let them have their emotion. We are too much trying to force people away from this shit. It, like, I even told people on my Soul Cal Distancing, on my Sam Show, uh, you know, streams i'm like if you want lose and you want to jump in the chat and be like what the hell am i supposed to do this is like totally cheap like we used to in the arcades please by all means do that i encourage that kind of thing you know because honestly that's just part and parcel of the nature of a competitive event go ahead and be salty like after a tournament is done you shake hands like a hockey match or whatever like that don't be like the pistons and leave the court and make michael jordan mad or whatever like that you know go ahead and <laughs> shake the hands and stuff like that but like that's a non-verbal i can just do this and go kind of thing let's let's i think that's good enough to be honest with you i, I really don't and yeah i don't even think you have to shake hands if the guy doesn't want to shake your hand and gets up and leave I think that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Yeah. Escalating for James, like yeah, I know, you, yeah. you, you should shake hands. You know, you should shake hands, but you don't have to look at them. You don't <laughs> fuck shaking hands. Punch him in the mouth and walk off the stage. It's not bad. Like about I it. said, my whole thing is my whole belief is as long as you don't disrespect somebody else, I will respect you. If you're salty and you don't want to shake my hand or say "GG" after I beat you. I don't feel like you're disrespecting me. I understand what it's like to be mad. I will still respect your decision to be upset and want to walk away as quickly as possible because I don't feel like that's disrespect to me because I understand it as much. If you actually say, I can't believe I lost you, you fucking scrub, then yeah, you're disrespecting me and then I'll laugh at you, right? Like that's the kind of situation. But being salty and wanting to leave the situation because you're frustrated is something I totally get. And you're not disrespecting me. I will respect your decision to do that. That's how I live my life. As long as you don't disrespect somebody else, I will respect you. And I do not see being salty and trying to move away from that situation as a form of disrespect because I understand it so much. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's fine. In fact, now that I think about it, yeah, in tournaments specifically, I think I, yeah, sometimes I say GG for sure. But also, I think more commonly, yeah, I just like handshake or dap or, or elbow bump or whatever. I think it is more commonly that. And mm. there's definitely the rule of like, after your friend loses, you don't talk to them for a while. Right? <laughs> like, if they want to come over and talk to you, cool. But if... Like, it's not on you to be like, hey, good, well played. Like, that's not going to help. Like, let them stew it. You did your best, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, let them stew I for mean, a little bit. People have uh, talked about that all the time. The top players have said that a lot, you know, from the Smash community, from the, you know, from the fighting game proper community. Like, whenever someone loses like don't go up and ask for pictures don't ask yeah. for autographs and stuff like that you know people are salty and that's just the thing and you know i i know i get it sportsmanship we want sportsmanship etc cetera, etc cetera. but like let's respect the salt at the same time right because as a person with basically an inability to control my emotions i totally get it and i think it's important that we actually normalize 
not like making fun of people for getting upset at losing fighting games because a lot of times when I get mad on my stream, it's actually helpful to a lot of people because they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I can see someone else get mad because I feel this way all the time and it, it actually encourages me. Like, you know, the, the fact that we try so hard to make fun of or, you know, or to put down people who get upset at losing, you know, like I said, as long as they're not harming anyone else and as long as they realize it's on them to improve and stuff like that, let them get angry, dude. I think that's it's it's absolutely a healthy thing. Honestly. <laughs> the last time that I did not say GG's in a casual set, I was thinking about this, was CEO maybe a couple of years ago. I hadn't played Street Fighter 4 since SF5 came out like even in casuals mm -hmm. and i sat down and i played casuals with dan against a couple of people and there was a balrog and i beat it we went back and forth but i beat him and then there was a geef and i beat him and then this guy sat down and did ibuki kunai mix-ups on me and i could not get off of that machine fast enough i hated it <laughs> and i did not say ggs i just the, the, the player the players on this side i literally did this <laughs> Did not, did not give him the look. Nothing. I was. I would have yelled. I would have yelled off. Get wrecked, bro. Get wrecked, bro. <laughs> you later, bro. Get wrecked. Uh, but that's the only time that I could think of. Uh, yeah. At least offhand. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this is not that big of a deal. All right, you ready to move on? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've been ready to move on. I know you have. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get to the viewer side of 5-5 five, five matchups here. All right. Now, did we want to do one or two? Because it feels like we have a little more time than we thought we were going to we have. We have a big mailbag. Oh, we, we do, do have a big oh, mailbag. Okay, Let's okay, 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 okay. So we'll just do the one then. Uh, then here we go. Pull. Here we go. Viewer question number the first. In light of recent events in the Korean FGC, what can TOs who want to run beginner or low rank only yeah, events now. do to prevent smurfing and other shady practices? Let's. Um, just, you want to just say like, don't have money involved? Yeah, excise that question because we already talked about that. Just yeah. okay. don't have money involved. It's just really okay, very all good. It comes very down good. To, I mean, uh, it's two, unfortunate want... because that got the most votes, but we already answered it. it so, well, you know, yeah. then they got the twofer. Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. Number two, do you expect or want to see a midseason big rebalance patch for SF5 or should the season play out as is? Number three, what do you think the most overlooked or underappreciated fighting game is? Number four, have you encountered anxiety playing matches online that you've otherwise never felt playing offline? If so, what do you believe caused it? Number five, do you think that fighting game devs could get away with wasting a slot on a joke character as easily as they used to back in the day? The winner is... By the way, three. before you even get to... Oh, never mind. You got to the winner. Um, I just want to say I do appreciate the fact that people are resubmitting questions. Please do not be discouraged to do that. If you really want it answered, just keep putting it in there, dude. Yeah, <laughs> do it'll, it. it'll win eventually. Yeah, yeah seems right. Uh, Number three. What do you think is the most overlooked or underappreciated fighting game? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. What do you guys mm. think? What do you got? Uh, it's really hard to say right now because so many quote-unquote underappreciated games in the offline era are now appreciated because you can play some of them <laughs> online. That's, that's true. So it's hard to really 
really say I, 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 I can't, I can't think of a game that's like what I feel is actually a, probably a good game that's underrated. Maybe, maybe like Chaos Code or something. Like I don't know. Most games get played, it seems nowadays, hmm. or at least have like a period where they were getting played. So. I would say, in my opinion, that it is Pokken. I think mm, Pokken is okay, the most okay, I like that one. overlooked or underappreciated fighting game. I think that game is super good. It has a scene. It definitely has a dedicated scene. And it's got like a kind of pro championship situation with the Pokemon World Championships. But it's also way, way smaller than most other game scenes. It's really good. I really like the game. I played a ton of it for quite a while when it first came out. Uh, the only reason I don't is the same reason I don't play most games. I don't have enough time to play more than two or three games actively at once. And for me, that's SF5 and MK, and KI is the third. Um, I just, you know, that's the that's the time limit for me. But I do think that it's a very good game. I'm always happy to watch it, and I wish that more people had taken a look at it. I think I think you you kind of look at it, and it can seem like it's slow, even though you're making decisions quickly in reality. But like it kind of looks slow. And it is Pokemon. So if you're somebody who doesn't like that art style or thinks that Pokemon's stupid or whatever, then you didn't check it out. And I think you missed a really good game. Also, if you just don't own a Nintendo console. That's <laughs> right? true. Yeah, if you don't have a Nintendo. Right. That's true. So yeah, I, I had the original version on Wii U for a bit. Mine I don't is... have a Switch. Also, is... it, did, it does have really good netcode, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, in fact, when I was playing that game a lot, not only did it, was it, did it have great netcode, but the scene was what, populated enough that each time you went on ranked and you tried to play online, it would actually count down from 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, and you would always get a match before it ran out of time. Always, always. Right. Uh, I don't think I ever didn't. So good, good netcode. There was a big scene. I think it's not like that anymore, but it, it, like I said, I think it's a really good game. Yeah, it's, I'm sad because I never played it. Mine's still in the shrink wrap. Like, I have it. It's literally still in the shrink wrap. Wow. I've just you have never... every opportunity. Just put it in the cart. <laughs> yeah, I know, system. right? I should just stick it in there. Um, uh, for me, this is a tough question because, you know, underrated and underappreciated, there's a lot of different levels of that, right? Like, yeah, I, could, exactly. I could literally say Guilty Gear because I feel like Guilty Gear should be on the level of Street Fighter, of Tekken, of everything like that. Like, God, Guilty Gear has been such a fantastic series. You know, a part of me is really hoping Strive just explodes like crazy because yeah, I, just, I just feel like the franchise deserves it because Guilty Gear has just been like the best fighting game series consistently throughout its lifespan. You know, I, I really love that series. Then I can also say Under Night and Birth, right? Which obviously it's gotten to a point where it's gotten the recognition, but I still think it should be bigger than it is. I could say Samurai Showdown because like the net code should be better and more people should be playing it. When I run my streams on Thursday on twitch.tv slash jchenzor uh, for Sam Show Sword of Online, um, you know, when I actually run those events, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I forgot how much I love this game. I forgot how much I enjoyed this game, you know, and they're so happy to play it, you know, so it can go in all these different levels. And it's weird, KOF probably, you know, you can talk about KOF 14 that way as well. There's a lot of different levels, but 
uh, like I'm sure people are more interested in like the more unknown or the kind of like you know people. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Is like, yeah. you know, like the chaos, they're poking, you know, stuff that and, isn't as known. But like most, like most stuff you'd find in a tournament is played by people mm-hmm. now. Like they found a way to play online, and that's what they've been <laughs> doing. Yeah, and so if I had to pick like. Like, let's just say a game that's really small that not a lot of people play that, you know, people probably don't recognize as much. I might have to just say MVCI. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's a good game. Dude. And it's crazy to have to talk about it as that small of a game, but it kind of is. So, uh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, every fighting game is underappreciated and <laughs> yeah, underwatched. True, like true. Being, I don't understand why we are struggling to get the viewership that like League of Legends has. When, in my eyes, it's so much easier to understand what's going on casually for someone who's tuning in than watching League of Legends. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, crazy. So it is and has been. Oh well, and probably will be. We're doing our best. We're doing we our best. Yeah. You're right. Damn it. All right. That's it. Anything else to say about this? No. Uh, nope. I go again. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then let's move on. We're, we're moving it. Okay, cool. All right. Let's talk about game news. We're going to talk about Tekken 7 first. Season 4 is out now. Lydia, the Polish prime minister is a video game character and you can play her in the video game called tekken 7. Uh, she's out there's also a new stage which is a reference to an old stage called island paradise uh there's detailed patch notes and Mm -hmm. while i am no tekken expert my understanding is that steve and fakumram got nerfed steve got one thing nerfed and i think a lot of the steve players are freaking out about it like it was like okay. one of his moves doesn't track anymore as well and now people are really upset about that but it might just be from judging from listening to other Tekken players it might be the Steve uh, uh, the Steve players overreaction <laughs> anyway there you go she's uh, Lydia is a <laughs> yeah I just I wish I had more to say about right. it but I just don't know enough um she looks, she looks cool. She's like a Shotokan karate type character, and she looks cool. I don't know. What do you think about her? I think she uh, looks awesome. I think she's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, for me, I've always talked about how my favorite fighting game characters, especially in games like Tekken and Street Fighter, obviously, for things like Guilty Gear, this is not a requirement. But I, when it's like, oh, this is martial arts tournament, I like seeing fighters who practice actual martial arts. And the way they've designed her, you know, she's very faithful to the martial arts. Her her animations are amazing. And, you know, I I do also like the fact that, you know, they, you know, made a strong female character who's, you know, attractive looking, but not like overly like lure it up and make it up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think it's a it's a really nice character design. And I really appreciate that. So. I think her model and design are boring as shit, but I really like her animations and I like that she does traditional karate. I think in like 3D fighters, I always like think the characters that do karate are the coolest looking because it's so like, 
it's so like powerful and like just and yeah i don't know i, I just i think karate's cool as shit but as far as she just like i'm just, capcom ruined blonde-haired people in fighting <laughs> games for me because there's there's 45 characters in street fighter 5 and 40 of them are blonde hair blue eyed people like i so it doesn't matter if it's Tekken or Mortal Kombat or anything like that. I, I just, you know, I'm tired of seeing blonde-haired people in fighting games now. <laughs> Other than that, though, like, she looks really dope. So, you know, cool cool animations. She does have cool animations. Yeah, I think I think she looks fine. I don't know. I kind of agree that her outfit is, like, sort of whatever, but uh, that's yeah. fine. Like I th- when they when they said that the Polish Prime Minister was going to be there, I thought we'd get like this grizzled old like you know fifty five year old woman who's like still still a killer, but she's twenty nine apparently. I looked up like the story. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, well, yeah, the I mean, nice I'm not thing super about inspired, but that that's fine. The nice nice thing about Tekken is if you think that their outfit is boring. <laughs> you can give them a rubber ducky with a with a little clownfish floating by their head and uh, just do whatever the heck you wanted. So there you go. That's true. Yeah, I just I wonder why they went with the Polish prime minister. I don't know. That, they probably just wanted a Polish character. Oh uh, well, yeah. they clearly did want a Polish girl, but I, I don't know why have her be the leader of like a real country. Most most games are just like IPs in general that have some prime minister involved. It's like they make up a country for it. <laughs> Sokovia. <laughs> yeah, right, right. All right. Anyway, whatever. Let's talk about the next thing. All right. In KOF 15, Terry Bogard is in it. They had a whole trailer for him. He's also the last member of Team Fatal Fury with Andy and Joe. What do you think about how he looks? Uh, no surprise, I guess. Uh, you know, we were all kind of expecting Terry to show up. He did show up, and... Uh, team is intact as normal but i think he looks really cool in the game <laughs> i think he looks really really nice his uh his level three animation's really cool he kind of took the uh, uh winter soldier animation from mvci where he sparks his fist on the ground and then he punches you uh but uh i thought i thought he looked really cool he seems uh, very Terry Bogard like, and his costume design is a little bit more of the old school uh, Terry style. So he doesn't have sleeves anymore. He's got the bare arms again, so you can kind of see that he definitely looks a lot beefier as well. But I think he looks really cool. <laughs> I think he's the best looking character they've shown so far. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go against that because I mean, honestly, you could see the improvement with each trailer. Like, I, I feel like it's not a coincidence. The trailer's better. Yeah. The, yeah. the actual trailer itself, there actually was gameplay footage, like yeah. not extended lengths, but there were like five-ish seconds of actually like, here's how the characters might actually fight against each other, which was good. Mm-hmm. And that was cool too, because it was the first time we actually got to see like the roles in action. Someone even, you know unscientifically went frame by frame to try to calculate how long the rolls were frames wise compared mm. to other games and things so it was actually really cool i was surprised like we watched the trailer every week and by the time the trailer was over i went to click pause and i noticed there was still a minute left on the trailer and i was like wait what the heck and it was actually really cool to see so there you go all right street fighter 5 has new dlc there's hippie g there's belly dancer seth there's some new colors for everybody, and there's also a new CPT stage called the Ring 
of Galaxy. So yeah, check is, that is out. It, is it just that stage that makes the characters look different, like the lighting? I, I've seen people putting up videos and the characters look super weird. On that they stage. do. I totally agree with you that the lighting on that stage is real funky. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the stage. I guess I'll get it, but I haven't gotten it yet. Another bit of game news is, maybe most interestingly, Project L news. Yeah. This is, of course, the fighting game that Riot's creating. It's mm -hmm. just called Project L. And <laughs> James has just been updating on the plot. <laughs> just <plot>. updating it. <laughs> yeah. So here's what happened. Several sources have said that they've received or reported receiving an email regarding a survey having to do with in-person playtest sessions for Project... Well, not it doesn't explicitly say Project L, but then there's also the news that this survey is very uh, fighting game focused, asking yeah. you things like, which fighting games do you play? What do you like about fighting games? Et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So it's clearly the fighting game that they're working on, which is Project L. Um, there are reports that this is not just going out to like fighting game pros or experts necessarily, but just more to like random folks in the LA area who play Riot games. Come down and experience it and you know tell them what you have to say. So that just started coming out. The news of it just started coming out today. I haven't gotten such an email, even though I live in the greater Los Angeles area. And I've also played Riot games. James, have you had one? Had one what? <laughs> Sorry, I was responding to someone in the chat. Professional stream here, guys. Have you received an email from Sir Riot? Oh, you mean for Project L? Um, what? In general, yes. Um, no. Well, well, well. Looks like you haven't gotten it either. <laughs> so anyway, I haven't talked with anybody who's actually gotten this, but this was the news. So I guess that means they're getting to a point where they are having people play it, which is encouraging. That's it, though. I don't have any other specific news about this. Yeah. This is conjecture land. I just want to point out to everybody who was quote tweeting that leak, because that's essentially what it was. Like, we it's know, a we leak, yeah. Know, yeah, we don't even know if it's actually real, but everybody was quote tweeting that link, or that, uh, yeah, that leak, sorry, telling Riot that they want a chance. That's not how this works, guys. No. <laughs> you, can't, you can't find a leak of something that's not supposed to be out there yet, quote tweet it, at Riot and ask them to have you. That's they're never gonna select you that way. But man, I probably saw like fifty of those on my Twitter feed. <laughs> every, every single one, I thought in my brain, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. Nope, that's that's not how this works. So like, just don't don't do that, guys. I mean, I I, I didn't realize it was a leak when I first saw it. So I get. I probably a bunch of other people didn't realize that's what it was either. So. It's a leak. Thanks to the skilled Roy for being the one who kind of reported on that. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. There you go. We'll play this game at some point. I haven't played it. I guess I could just call up somebody who works at Riot and be like, hey, esports me in there. <laughs> Someone who works at Riot. Somebody who somebody. works at Riot. If only, if only I knew 20 people who work at Riot. I don't know. <laughs> at least. Uh, uh, but nah, I won't. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll do it the legit way. 
James yeah. can literally walk to Riot from yeah, his house. Yeah, I, I definitely can. So trust me, I don't need to mail anybody at Riot. So, you know. James is going to be at the Riot game like, let me in! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be that one meme with yeah, the exactly. fence, you know. <laughs> front door's right there, but James is yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. Let me into the bathroom. It's It's true. I literally can walk there. It'll take yeah, like maybe joking, yeah. like 30 minutes maybe, but I can literally walk there, so... Yeah. Okay, let's move on. A little bit of community news, other than the stuff that we've already talked about, which is a lot of community news, actually. But There's a little bit more, just a couple things I wanted to bring up. One is that Desk has a super sick music video for the Dan <laughs> Infinite. Have yeah. you watched it? Yes, I have. Dude, you should watch it, Tubbo. It is actually really cool. Yeah, I, I believe you. I see you recoiling in your chair there, but it is really cool. I mean, no, I, I would watch it. No, because the thing about it is uh, there is a way to do Dan's Infinite without the V skill too. Yeah. Right? There's a way to do it with micro walking involved, yeah, which is just crouch, fierce, fireball, micro walk, crouch, fierce, fireball, micro watch, crouch, fierce, fireball. And it yeah. creates a nice little beat. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> creates a nice beat. So definitely yeah. check that out. Please check that out. I just put it in, you, in the uh, Twitch chat, and I'll put it on YouTube as well. All right. Other than that, the most important community news is this account that I think is so genius, and I'm jealous of whoever's doing it, which is FGC Trading Cards. I'm not, <laughs> surprised. I'm not surprised you love FGC Trading Cards. It seems right up your alley, dude. It absolutely is right up my alley, yeah. They're hideous, and I love them. Yeah, that's the best thing about it. Yeah. It's so ugly. It is it's disgusting. So ugly. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, as soon as, soon as I see one, I've been re I've been retweeting every single one. Yeah, same. Yeah, dude, it's seriously some like MySpace GeoCities quality, you know, edits yeah, kind of thing. Awful. So um, the one with the uh, apology man in the giant bowl. Casey <laughs> <laughs> Steve on the trampolines. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, so and the good. cutout of him from that shot at Combo Breaker is like, yeah. horrible. There's also some yeah. green crap they just didn't even cut out. Yeah, uh, yeah that's great. Uh, if you haven't checked them out, it's at where? CardsFGC. There you go. On Twitter. That's it for community news, because we already talked about a ton of it. Let's talk about some tournament results and also some upcoming stuff. So, Sejam had a really big Killer Instinct tournament that was super cool. I hope people got a chance to watch. I saw a few thousand people were in the in the chat there, so that's awesome. Um, it ended up being that Letalis Venator won it over its time to duel, which means that it was yeah. a it was an Agonos versus Conra Grand Finals, and it was super sick. I really, really recommend it if you're at all interested in Killer Instinct, go and check it out. Check out the pods. Uh, a lot of great Agonos. matches even before that too. But like that was that's such a this is such unique characters. Like those are maximum ki characters they're right. super weirdos absolutely and uh really interesting decision making by the players you know say jam's talking over it which is great as well so check it out the can mortal Kombat I... pro competition north america number well, five I mean, happened hey, wait, wait, i'm big daddy g won the east hey, and what? djt what? won the west Hang on. and <laughs> what was interesting about that is that trying to talk James has a thing is that Sonya and Rain won it. So congratulations to players who are playing 
low tier, people say. What, James? What do you got? What do you got? Did you just skip? Uh, do you see the order here on the bottom of the screen? I had the two KI tournaments back to back. I had the KI Insurrection finals here. I did Listen. not notice that. In fact, <laughs> I had it written down differently on my little. Uh, <laughs> the KI Insurrection Finals also happened uh, this past week. This is the tournament that Nikki FGC has been running. So, oh, yeah. again, the KI series, uh, KI obviously getting a nice little resurgence here. Four months of building up points. This was mm -hmm. a, I think it was 16-man bracket here. It was 16-man, and uh, they all played to get to the winner. The winner of this was Alex V., who, uh, according to Nikki, is still one of the newer players of Killer Instinct uh, that is doing well, and he's a rash player. And uh, yep. second place, once again, was Wheels. And uh, so Wheels uh, unfortunately got a second place again, but uh, it was Ooh. a great tournament. It was really good. The grand finals was ridiculously sick. So again, if you want to watch some good KI, definitely watch those things. But uh, most important to note is that the KI World Cup is still going on this year, of course, thanks to Mr. Brandon Alexander and uh, the winner of this tournament. The, the, I think it was the top eight placements for this tournament uh, all got KI World Cup points. So there oh, you nice. Go. Yeah. Also, uh, Say Jam's tournament was locked out. What did I say? It says locked down on the screen. Oh. oh. It was definitely called lockout, yep. I was copying the notes that David put up there, so it's not my fault. It, I'm looking at the notes. It says lockout, for sure. Does it? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. David also, changed it just now. I can. I, yeah, right, yeah. I can <laughs> actually check the uh, revision history. I thought, yeah, I guess you can. <laughs> Stop. So the online local had MetaView Mondays. This is, you know, formerly RSF Street Fighter folks. Um, they've rebranded and they're still running their weeklies on Mondays uh, as well as other stuff. Mena RD won it with Birdie, etc. And second place was a Fang player called Polynator, who was really good. What was super cool is that they raised they were raising money for Asian Americans Advancing Justice, and they raised three thousand three hundred and eighty-eight dollars. So good work to everybody involved on that. Matcharino was involved in that as well. People were buying a lot of shirts on that front. In fact, they said that there were more shirts bought than they had, like, ready to go, which is super cool. Dang, okay. Um, so thanks for the support to everybody, and good job to the folks running that. And I think that was a shirt was designed by Quasimodox as well, so shout-outs to Quasimodox for doing an awesome design Chun-Li shirt. Yeah, that's right. As far as upcoming stuff, this weekend is We Plays Ultimate Fighting League Season 1. These are actually offline events. So it's taking place in Kyiv in the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And all the players flew there. COVID precautions, right? Getting tested, et cetera, et cetera, um, which is great. And this this will be taking place this weekend. So they invited 16 of just like the absolute best players. And last time, some of them weren't invited slash didn't decide to go, like Sonic Fox and Dragon and, and others. And, this time they're there. So it's going to be super cool to watch actual offline, top, top level play, as well as last time they had incredible production values. The first time they did an FGC event. Yeah. And I don't know what they're planning for this one, but I would expect it to be pretty cool on that front as well. So check that out if you're interested in Mortal Kombat. Okay. Also coming up is an event called the Deus Ex Kylo number two. This is a Soul Calibur event that uh, Sabin Deus ran earlier. He ran uh, Deus Ex Kylo number one, 
uh, before, and it was a highly successful tournament. A lot of players signed up for it, uh, raised a lot of money through Match Arena. And on May 1st and May 2nd, he's running a second one. And so you have a chance to sign up for that. It's going to be all Parsec. Of course, himself and Arturo have done a lot of work making sure they stream the highest quality visuals and everything. Arturo is going to be streaming it on NYC Furby again. So definitely check that out. I, you can go to smash.gg slash, uh, I think it's D-E-D-X-C-I-I. D-X-C-I-I off of uh, smash.gg. And you should be able to sign up for that tournament there. And uh, so cool. that should be fun. Cool. All um, right. That's all I got for upcoming. Well, apparently, according to Jason Game Dev, uh, Tong Never Sleeps Season Finals is also this weekend. So there you go. Oh, dope. Didn't even Tampa never sleeps. Tampa never sleeps. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Tennessee never sucks. All right. Let's get to the mailbag. The last thing we got going on here. Oh, Again, God. we got quite a few of them because we didn't do them last time. Casper questions. We got one Casper right. question, but we're not going to start with that. We're going to start with Jiggly Purin, who asks, what's your favorite normal attack of all time? Ooh. The correct answer is Hugo Butt. Crouching Roundhouse. Second place. Hugo Crouching Fierce, the Dolphinator. Amazon River Run, for sure. Really? Blanca yeah. Slide? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why are it's you so, so into that? It's not funny? It's so it's not... good. Oh, okay. It's so good. It's my favorite button of all time. Okay. So... Was that good in Street Fighter 4? I have no memory That's of that really game. really good in Street Fighter 4, yeah. Okay. It's a weird one. Um, for me, I mean, I guess if Considering I wanted a statue made of this move, I would probably have to say OG uh, XX Johnny 6H. I just think it's just a sick looking move. The posing on yeah. it, the the reach of it, and just how he does the animation. He swings down like this, and the back arm is up with the pinky ups and everything like that. It's just it's a really cool looking move. I've always just wanted a Johnny figure of that move because it was always just such a sick move. So I that would be my initial response, but uh, I'd have to think about it if, if, if there is something that I enjoy more than that. I think what I should really say is like, Almost all of the buttons in Darkstalkers. And it's not that move. It's not that move that uh, Cone put up. Because that's why I said OG XX Johnny. Because Dude, they changed, he got you, Cone. Yeah, they, they changed the 6H in Exerd to a different animation. Uh, so in XX, he has a different 6H. Got you. Bam. Yeah, take that. But yeah, seriously, <laughs> a lot of stuff in Darkstalkers is great looking. Yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. Great. I mean... Freaking BB Hood's entire move set is it can be put yeah. in there, so one hundred percent. Street Fighter Five Cody knife crouching HP. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't think I don't think anything in Street Fighter Five is my favorite animation. I do really like Zangief Stan Fierce Charge, where he like shakes yeah. a lot in his fist. That one's actually pretty cool looking. But... Alright. All yeah. I think some of the later characters in later seasons when they added flourishes are really cool. But Alright, mm -hmm. we move on. Drem at Poogly Woogly. Oh wait, no. Before that, Jared Zerbe says, would you want the random damage from Street Fighter 2 to return in a future title or do you prefer the modern fixed damage system? No, never. Why? Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah, why, not. Why would I want to... No, that's... No. That's Absolutely random wins. Not. Random wins. No thanks. No thanks. 
I don't think it ever really truly made that big of a difference. So yeah, I, it I, didn't. I don't think it would be bad to put back and definitely added a lot of whoa situations, which is actually kind of neat. Uh, I appreciate the fact that people want it to be more scientific and exact, and so no random factor is involved. So I do uh, would prefer it that way. But I, like I said, I don't see it as a bad thing. Uh, not like this, oh, whoa, we can't die, what the, you know, like that. I, I just, I think it's, uh, I think it added a lot of fun to certain fighting games. But yeah, it's probably better in a competitive environment not to have it. If we were still just a bunch of people playing on arcades for quarters, it's fine. But in a competitive yeah. environment, it is not acceptable. Yeah, if you don't know, in Super Turbo... Well, in Street Fighter 2, moves have random damage within set boundaries. So, like, a move can't do 100% damage. Like, there's a boundary, but... Yeah. You don't necessarily know. Dude, I don't know. That's how Council, it is. Council, I've lost that way in Street Fighter 2 games so many times. But I've also won so many games because of that. So it just doesn't make you salty because it comes back around. It really does. It balances out. I still remember one match I killed someone with 92 seconds left on the clock with Honda in Street Fighter 2. They had like a fourth of their life left and I hit him with Stan Roundhouse. The close up two hitting one and the first one, the second one didn't even hit. The first hit just killed him and he died. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That game had some real weird choices though. Yeah. Like extra damage out of Wonka yeah. Ball, etc. Yeah. All right. As yeah. I nope. I'm good on that. turn into a corn cob. I'm good on that. Oh, no. Drem at Hoogly Woogly says, what are your go-to foods to eat while playing fighting games? What do you value more? Cleanliness so you don't get your controller dirty or speed so you can grab a bite while getting comboed or something else? Uh, believe it or not, my fat ass does not eat food when I play video games. I don't I don't like getting food on my controllers. Huh? Uh, also, I don't mm -hmm. like make it a habit to wash my arcade stick that often. So I don't want my germy, dirty, grimy ass arcade stick. Like I wipe it down, but I probably spray it down like once a month at most, right? Do you really? Yeah. So I, I don't. I've never I don't, done that. Oh man, I absolutely do. Yeah, I like having a clean controller. Like I'm that guy who like takes a toothpick and cleans out the crevices of his controller. Mm. Like I, it's disgusting to me. I don't like using other people's controllers. So I don't eat. I don't generally eat when I play video games. I will. Maybe if it's, like, a thing I can control with just my mouse. So I might play, like, a card game, like, Slay the Spire or something while I eat. Right. But that's, like, the extent. Usually I'll, I'll, I would much rather just watch something like Twitch or Netflix or whatever while I eat. I do clean out my sticks sometimes. So like, I'll clean the buttons occasionally, the functional parts of them. But as far as, like, the top, I don't think I've ever sprayed oh, any yeah, of them dude. down. <laughs> really, yeah. Yeah, for, dude, for food, I mean, to... yeah, I don't really eat snacks super often so i'm not i'm not a big snacker i mean i see clorox I so like i'll eat man. if i'm eating dinner and i'm playing a game then i'll sneak a bite between rounds or games or something but i'm looking usually at, i don't play while i'm eating dinner so i'm looking at all these joysticks around me and now i'm thinking i need to clean wipe them because i feel like such a gross <laughs> human being at this point because <laughs> i definitely do not clean my joysticks oh man i do yeah i'm making a point um uh, yeah, and same, when I'm playing fighting games, I usually am not hungry when I'm playing fighting games because my brain doesn't think about food. I'm so focused on playing. Like, I mean, when I play fighting games on stream, like, people have seen it. Like, I'll play Street Fighter V for, like, six, seven hours straight. 
and I don't even go to the bathroom. Like, I just get, like, stuck, like, in this mode where I just don't leave. Like, I'm just, like, fused into the joystick and the, and the table and everything like that. Once I'm in that mode, I get stuck in there for better or for worse. Probably mostly worse than better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, like... The only time I ever snack is during the streams that I do because I lose and I have to get off the machine and now I have to wait for my turn again so I have time to chomp on some chips or something but then I know I can wash my hands and stuff but otherwise I won't you I won't I usually don't eat while I'm playing fighting games. Yeah, Gibby, I would say the inside of my sticks is are definitely cleaner than the outside of my sticks cuz I do open them up and clean out the important stuff <laughs> now and then but the outside? I don't know. Whatever. Oh, never <laughs> borrow one of David's sticks. Whatever. Whatever. Well, David also famously said that, you know, he, he even asked, come on, guys, you have to admit, you don't actually wash your hands after you use the restroom, right? So oh, I'm definitely how not. How dare you bring up my private Facebook oh, post? I will <laughs> never, ever oh, use David's David. joysticks ever. So, you know. Oh, David, you're one of those guys that didn't wash his hands until COVID, huh? Like, you just learned. You just now picked up that habit in the year 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I've been shaking your hand for, like, 11 years. Oh, no. You wonder what why, have I done to myself? You wonder why I hug everybody and shake everybody's hand except for David? No, <laughs> I just assume because you see them all the time, but now I know the real reason. Oh, man. I make uh, sure that I wash my hands quite well when I come home, just to make sure that there's no chance of transmission to the kitty cats. That's actually the only reason. If I didn't have cats... Can we? Whatever. She can get it. My cats, though? No way, man. I mean, she's a, she's a strong, independent woman. She can she takes care of herself. I love wow. you. Will you wash your hands? I'll do it for the cats. Yeah, I'll do it for the cats. <laughs> I mean, like, when I, when at my last job, I'd be sitting at the desk, and, like, I'd have to have gone, like, I feel like I probably had to pee for, like, maybe an hour and a half while I'm coding all, like, into it and everything, but I just won't get up. But every once in a while, I'll just feel like, dang, my hands are dirty, and that will actually get me to get up and go to the bathroom more so than having to pee. It's weird. Well, I, I don't share that. I have a strong bladder, I think, despite drinking so much dang caffeine, so. I see, I have exactly the opposite. I don't have a strong bladder, and my hands are washed sometimes. Sometimes. Carter, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't think David wants that. What? This is a two-party thing, bud. Wow. That's, well, you know what? We'll see how much money's involved. Ryan Kasmer <laughs> asked... Who would win oh, in a knife go. fight? Here we go. Who who would win in a knife fight? Mario Mario or Luigi Mario? That's way Please. too normal for a Casmer question. You know what's funny is after I copied this down, he deleted the tweet, which I believe means that he too thinks that it's not actually up to his standards. That is but, true, yeah. But I kept it on here because screw Casmer. Because <laughs> you saw it and it's too late. <laughs> I saw your tweet, asshole. Yep, I already saw it, buddy. It's too uh, late. He probably tweeted uh, it when he was drunk and it was, like, funnier in his mind. And then he, like, saw the tweet again and was like, what the hell? And then he just deleted it, so. 
Well, the answer is Luigi Mario, because Luigi Mario has much longer range. 100%. Than 100% Mario. the answer. Yep. Yep. And yeah. he can jump higher. So he can jump higher. Why is Mario the hero anyway? It should be Luigi. Well, that's why Luigi gave him the death stare, man. I mean, that's just all that's it is. True, yeah. So, I mean, honestly. Yeah, skinnier hitbox, that's true. Or hurtbox, he's not going to be able to hit him as easily. Mario's mm -hmm. got quite a target on him. Yeah. No, it's def Luigi. definitely Luigi, also because Luigi is by far the superior brother and much cooler than Mario ever has been. So, Mean Saltine in the chat says that Mario has too much power. Who cares about power if you can't connect? It's a you know it's a it's a knife fight too. You don't need much power. A little stabby stab, you're doing a lot of damage. <laughs> yeah, you don't need almost any power actually. If it was a fist fight, I'd probably give it to Mario. I could see that. But it's a knife fight, so I, I got to give it to the guy with range. Because even if you get inside, it doesn't matter. Then you're just getting stabbed on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely just a grappler's mindset that Mario has power, so he's gonna win. Come on, <laughs> yeah, seriously, the grappler player showing his true, his true spirit. See, this is why you have to also play zoners to be a fully rounded out person. See, now, now I'm really am upset that we didn't get the question about the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man merged with the Michelin Man, you know, and and whatever the hell else. I said <laughs> whatever you said, yeah. upset too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he wishes he had thought of it, I bet. Exactly. <laughs> John H. asks, what's your favorite TV show? Just, that's it. That's what's our favorite? Well, there's, there's no more to it. No, there are two follow-ups, but oh, what's okay. your favorite TV show? Uh, of all time ever? I mean, it's a short sentence, buddy. However you want to take it, it's up to you. I guess, like, Breaking Bad was incredible. There's other shows I can name too, but I'll go with Breaking Bad for the sake of this. The only television show that has come out and that I've watched all of in this millennium is WandaVision. So oh, I think, didn't I think you, that's my pick. Didn't you watch all of The Boys? No, I never watched the last couple episodes. Oh, really? Okay. No, it was really good. to watch it. Okay, I watched season one, but then there was a season two, and I didn't finish that. Oh. It was good. I just didn't want to sit there anymore. That's all. I don't know. Twin Peaks is a good answer. I like that, Infected Jazz. Actually, that's a good answer. Uh, for me, I mean, like, the best TV show I've seen in recent memory uh, was, like, The Good Place. Uh, oh, that was good. good place I watched some good. of that. Yeah, I really that. enjoyed the very first season of Jessica Jones. Uh, I really loved uh, that, that season. Uh, I would probably include Avatar and Legend of Korra in there because I really loved those series as well. Um, I mean, if we're just naming all the shows we love, I could, I could. Yeah, come on, man. Boil it down. Ugh. I had to pick one. You got to pick one. Ooh, I just, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't answer this question right now at this point because there's just too much nostalgia fighting against higher quality mod because like obviously a show like you know that i grew up on like bewitched is like not a great show by today's standards you know but ugh. what about transformers the transformers cartoon has too many terrible episodes oh. like there's what just about beast wars i i hated beast wars i never watched beast <laughs> that's wars. why i asked man yes <laughs> you hate beast wars Actually, i know but they're it's so good <laughs> <laughs> Batman the animated series is good. The Justice League is good. Yeah. Um, All right, what's the second part to this? Question? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't here. know. Yeah. I don't know. All right, 
John H also asks, "What's your favorite color?" Red. Blue. Red. What's go. your favorite? <laughs> no, theory? it's actually blue. I mean red. <laughs> ah! Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Red's the best. What's your favorite cereal? John H. also asks. Do you say Count Chocula? Yeah. What a bizarre answer. (laughs) It's the best, dude. What a weird answer. I've never heard anybody... I've heard this question so many times. Nobody's ever answered Count Chocula. Count Chocula, it's the best. I think Cone is... What about Count Chocula does it for you? Uh, Well, it's Cocoa Pebbles. Or Cocoa Pub, sorry. Mm -hmm. With marshmallows. (laughs) Come on. And then the the Chalky Milk. You get bonus Chalky Milk after. How can it not be the best? Do you call it chalky milk? Yeah. Are you talking about chocolate milk? Yes. Good old what chocolate a weird milk. night. All right, James, what's your... What's Lucky your Charms. Lucky Charms. It's a, it That's was a my good favorite one. growing up, and it's still something I even eat uh, every once in a while, so... Chalky milk. What's your favorite? My answer is, my answer is oatmeal. That's not a cereal. It's not jackass. a cereal. It's very literally a cereal. Oh my god, this is cop out. That's not a cop out. I still eat. It's technically a hot cereal. You know what? Man? It's a cereal. What do you mean? You know, you know, in America, when people ask you what's your favorite cereal, they mean goddamn cold milk in a bowl with some sugar in it. Okay, you don't put it in the microwave. Soup's not right? a meal. <laughs> I make I make great oatmeal, and I don't put it in the microwave. Uh, all right, fine. In that case. Um, kick something. Let's go with kicks. Kicks. Yeah. You call my you call my pick bizarre, and you pick the most plain thing. Go with kicks. <laughs> Do you put water in it too? Is that what? Don't be gross. Well, you Don't pick kicks. Gross. You tell me not to be gross and pick kicks. This guy. Oh boy. All right. J W Park asks quite a long question, so stick with me on this. If all three of you were held at gunpoint. Whose ability would you rely on to get out of that situation? Number one, David's memory. David must retell a moment in his life in accurate detail that is chosen for him at random. Oh, crap. Or number two, James's anti-air ability. James must perform five consecutive anti-airs in a real high-level match against a random pro as a five-player. He cannot miss a single oh, jump. Oh no! Side note: No one can help each other. Where, Which one of these two do you pick? Where's oh, Tubo's? No. Where's Tubo's entry? There's no. I didn't get one. Hold that shit. Yeah. It's just making fun of my awful memory, which is true, which is absolutely correct, and also of James not anti-airing, which is also true. See now, here's I, the. I, I, here's, oh, ahead, here's the interesting thing. Throw if you put me into super turbo or hyper fighting and give me Zangief, I will pull this off. Because that is just Lariat. And that is easy to do. And I can do it with Lariat. For some reason, I can do it with Lariat. But if it's Street oh. Fighter Five and I need to anti-air with like Cammy back medium punch, I'm dead. Guaranteed. I'm upset that I'm... I don't have one, and I you got dragged into the situation. Well, that's why am I part of this, and I don't have one? Because now well, you, have you have to choose. Yeah, you have to. You're the chooser. You're the arbiter here. You're the I, arbiter. I, I am one hundred percent putting our life in the hands of James, because I've gone over six, seven, eight memories that David and I experienced together. Things we've done as friends that he has no recollection of. 
Yes. It's incredible that we're even friends because how does he even? I could just walk up to him tomorrow, and be like, "Hey, we've been friends for thirty years," and he'd be like, "Sounds about right. I don't remember any better. We're best friends now." Like I, every day, it's like it's like fifty first dates with this guy. Like he doesn't remember anything. I, you know so. what? It's it's so it's so accurate that when somebody does say, "Hey, David, remember the time that X or Y happened?" I always just say, "Yeah," because I always <laughs> actually I no. always don't. I never do. And I don't want to go through the conversation of like, you don't remember that? And I have to be like, no. And they have to, and then they're like, why? And I, I don't know. There was, And then, they, then they're like, okay, well, here's what happened. Just, you're just asking me the question because you want to have a punchline. Just tell your joke and let's get on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh. I, there was definitely, I've taken advantage of this. There was one episode, I remember we were doing the Tuesday show and we were talking about something and we got into the topic of, uh, what is it, bungee jumping. And I literally looked at David. I was like, yeah, there was the one time we went bungee jumping at that one event. And it was pretty fun. And David was, like, seriously confused and, like, lost. It was like, oh, my God, did we really bungee jump? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But that totally sounds like something I would do. Like, the, right. the way that I judge whether something, whether to believe something like that is, like, would I do that? Like, would I go bungee jumping? Yeah, I would. So am I sure that I haven't gone bungee jumping? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> and then if James is like, it happened, then I'll... Yeah, I believe him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It ha it's happened so many different times in so many situations, yeah. I have a great memory for some stuff. If you want a fact, if you'd like to know where something is in the world, geographically speaking, if you want to know a little bit about the law, name, ask some frame data. I got all the sorts of not useless nonsense upstairs, but the actual things that I've experienced in life are just kind of like feelings to me and not real <laughs> memories in the way that other people experience. Anything. Oh man! You know I'm a feeling in your life, David. I write stuff down a lot, and this is this is the reason why. I yeah, no, we found notes. we found your fan fiction, so I believe that <laughs> I believe you write these down a lot, bud. Oh, Maybe something you don't want people to see ever. Again, I'm next week. We're definitely scheduling time for me to read some of that. So I'm. I think you should just read it over your Samurai Showdown session, James. No, no, we're reading it on the Tuesday show, and I'm doing it as seriously and as non-ironic oh. as possible. Like this has to happen. It might be good. I don't know. I don't really remember. It might be bad too, though. I'm gonna cry laughing. It doesn't, <laughs> if, if it's good or bad, I'm gonna laugh. It doesn't okay. matter. Where's Macedonia? I know where it is in the Balkans. Are you serious? Some people think it's pronounced Macedonia, but they prefer Macedonia. Although there is actually quite a debate about that. There's some international really? issues related oh. to that. I have a great memory from some stuff, but not Should for uh, not for a lot. Okay. Echo CD asks, how hard would it be to create a line of physical FGC trading cards? Players only, no video game licensed images, proper personal image rights, data gathering, original art, etc. How hard would it be? I mean, probably not that tough. You just have to ask people if they're cool with it, and like, yep. everybody's gonna say, yeah, probably. All you have to do is get the Hado interested, and it'll happen. <laughs> here's, here's the thing, though. Is it worth the effort? And the answer is no. <laughs> Nobody, no, not enough people are gonna buy cards like, in blister packs. Like, that's how card companies make money, right? You put these cards in blister packs, and People open them hoping to get the cards that they want. The, there, there's no nobody's gonna open those packs, man. This isn't. Good. It would be like, it would have to be like 
special thing and like a certain amount of cards and certain people on there i really don't think enough people would purchase these blister packs to make it worthwhile hmm. what if it came with a free bubble gum. pack of gum <laughs> uh, a free stick of gum that would probably cause more problems because then you'd have to get like approval for food distribution. It probably would, yeah. Actually. Oh god, <laughs> that so probably true. wouldn't make it harder. Yeah, make it way uh, harder. So yeah, yeah I, I I I think it would be cool. I like yeah. to be on a card no, one day, but honestly, I, I don't think it's worth it. Walter Day, I am actually on one of Walter Day's cards. He's he's done uh, cards for people, uh, and he do, he did a lot for the Tetris community, and so I know I think I'm on one of the cards or something. Uh, but he's done cards for a bunch of people. In fact, I think I have like a Harry Hong card uh, somewhere in the somewhere in my house. <laughs> I am furiously googling right now. For furiously. what? For, for the James Chen card. The James Chen card, of course. Oh. Don't worry, cards FG, at cards FGC will make a James. I Chen think there card. was some. Oh, info- I hope they do. I think the, there's <laughs> an information will. on there that wasn't correct too on the on the Walter Day card, but. I don't know if he actually ever published it. Oh, okay. Well, that could be an issue then. Yeah. I just Googled the exact same phrase that James Googled. Oh. <laughs> it's verbatim. Okay. I'll see well, if I that's all it. for mailbags. Oh, that was it? Okay, okay. There. thought it was going to be more than that. Cause he did it! It's so. definitely the right answer to pick James, for sure. I, I would do the same. I mean, the thing about it is I would then just be able to n- allow myself to get hit by every dash, walk into every fireball, get hit by right. every normal, just Make to sure focus on here. one thing, right? So That makes sense, yeah. Because uh, they didn't say I had to win the match. I just have to anti air mm. five times. So We definitely are going with James here. Yeah. Then, I mean, technically, then the guy could stalemate us, right? Because... Then they would just never jump, and then nothing well, would ever happen. And you know, we're just we're just not dying for all that time, so I'm cool with it. Yeah, it's probably that's true. true. Yeah. Also, like a random fighting game pro, if they knew what the stakes are, which is what you're implying in that, mm-hmm. then they would just probably hold up forward and let you anti-air them five times. <laughs> They're not trying <laughs> to see you die. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on which part of the FGC you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay well we did it that's, that's it show. that's congratulations show. everybody that has been the tuesday for us it's still tuesday and there's a guy and he's named ultra and there's a guy named chen and, and they're it goes, like hey dude do, 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 do a show do, together do, do. for 10 years 20 years Probably. 30 years together fighting games yeah. all right bye guys Bye, everybody. Yeah, we'll keep doing the show until we have to move to the Saskatchewan Climate Refugee Camp in 2050. And then we're we have to move, move to Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs>